Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, Episode 72. Today, we're joined by Graham, Cody, Richie, myself, Luke, and some random guy that goes by the username IBJeepin95 that we met on a forum like 10 years ago. Um, so, you want to introduce yourself? Come on, you got to give a better intro than that. <laughs> Jesus, man. I was making gonna... the guy sound like he's homeless or something, and we were just like, yeah, we need anybody. No, got he's the, the flat fucking intro. man. He thought, <laughs> you know, he was there during the beginning of it all, bringing all these people to where they were, or where they are now. Come on, you, tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself, and sh- tell us why you are so great. Okay, well, I'm not that great for herself, but my name is Colton Ringgold. I'm from right outside of Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, the Shenandoah Valley. If you're familiar with that western part of Virginia. Um, I've been wheeling since probably, I don't know, since I was like 16, since I could drive. Um, got into it mostly because I have a brother that's 10 years older than me, and he has a uh, he had a YJ. Um, had a couple YJs actually. We used to go up on um, the local fire trails around here and just ride around and basically just splashing mud puddles and you know easy fire trail stuff. So uh, that kind of got me hooked. And then as time progressed, um, I bought my first Jeep. Actually, uh, in middle school, a friend of mine had a Cherokee, and I was like, man, those are cool. So I ended up buying one of those. Um, four door, five speed XJ was my first Jeep. Um, didn't do anything really cool. 31s, um, no lockers. Um, usually like slapped out 31s, nothing real cool. Didn't have a lot of money just working at a grocery store. Um, but then, you know, just would hit the fire trails, hang out with friends. Um, things progressed, uh, found a, found a place local that we started doing some wheeling at um, called Crozet. I know I've, me and Luke's talked about it before back in, back in the day, probably um, kind of a private park and you had to pay to like be a member. Well, I paid to be a member. I was like 20 probably then. And I uh, had a TJ. At, I ended up in a TJ, um, which sucked. I, I didn't really care for it that much. And I ended up going back to the next day later, but, that kind of got my, that's where I, I got bit by the bug as far as like the T, more, the TJ did it or the, well, the TJ, <laughs> the, no, the TJ okay, didn't okay, do I, it. Okay. It just happened to be what that I was had. That was just the time. one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I ended up like putting a locker in the front of that. Uh, I had a Dana 35 in the rear. I did a two inch budget boost, an inch body, 35 inch BFG all trains. And I thought it was awesome. And with like, do all kinds of wheeling at this place called Crozet. We thought we was doing some pretty gnarly stuff. Um, <laughs> As we all do it, until we get bigger Jeeps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, it, it, and it was at the time, like we thought it was. Um, but we spent a lot of time over there. and um, Things progressed from that. I ended up selling that TJ. Uh, I actually got a loan on it when I was in high school. And I was <laughs> like, this is dumb. I'm beating on something that I owe money on. And I was like, I'm going to sell it. Buy something else, sold it, bought a pristine 
and it's it's hard to believe like today the way prices are, but I bought a ninety nine XJ, uh hundred and forty thousand miles, um sixteen hundred bucks, walked away with it. Um that's unreal today, I think yeah. so. I like you can't find any like no rot, no rot whatsoever. Um wow. throw uh weld at the eight and a quarter in the back, throw the lock right in the front, slam thirty fives on it, and it pretty much history from there. That's where I started taking that more places, got involved with um, a local club that I'm now, uh, Shenandoah Valley Four Wheelers. They've been around for since like 97. So lots of people in the club that's been around a while wheeling, done all kinds of stuff, wheel all over the East Coast. Got hanging out with them, went on like one or two trips with them, and instantly ripped the axles out and put a 44 and an 8 inch in it. Or eight, eight and a half. I'm sorry. Yep. And uh, or eight and a quarter. Uh, <laughs> one, one of those numbers. Yeah, eight, eight something. <laughs> eight, eight, eight. No, I'm sorry. An eight, eight. Man, it's been a long time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, ended up breaking that pretty quick, and then built a nine inch, thirty one spine. Um. So. That was uh that was a pretty fun Jeep. Um that was my um that was my claim to internet fame, I guess, for like a hot second. Um I used I had it on Jeep Forum a lot and that's where Luke probably found me. Um Yeah, he seems to fangirl so. uh, quite a bit. <laughs> I don't uh, know why. That thing was <laughs> absolute garbage, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's Luke. Because <laughs> That absolute garbage is what spawned Richie's Jeep, Cody's Jeep, my Jeep in the early days, uh, my black Jeep, just that low fucking slung out 35s, kind of on a budget, doing what you got to do to get it to work, and, you know, that was, it was the cookie cutter or it was the, yeah, it was the first cookie cutter, and our rigs were what followed behind it. You know, they're all Are a little. You calling different. my Cherokee a cookie cutter? I yes. Am. yes. Gosh dang it, Luke! I thought it was unique. It's incredibly <laughs> unique, Cody. Unique to it's, you. It's it's kind of like the weird abortion <laughs> twin of Luke's. So I guess I'm not that unique, to be fair. <laughs> If you followed that rig, I don't think you was cookie cutter by any means because thirty fives on the low low, you know, like not still people I don't feel like do that that often. I mean, in the ton world, yes, but how mu- how much lift was on it? Was it- so uh, I wasn't Sam McIntyre cool, but like I was three. In- it was like three inches and thirty fives, and okay. for a while, I think I ended up bumping it up a little later. Wait, do um, you know Sam McIntyre? Yeah, we did a podcast oh with him. Oh, fuck, I'm horrible <laughs> at names. I'm sorry, Sam. Uh, <laughs> Blue J Truck guy from oh. Truck Night in America. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, I, yeah. Keep, so I keep looking at his, um, what's his uh, Instagram name? Iron Fab. Iron Fab, so Fine that's what I'm Iron, 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 yeah. What did I say? So, Iron. Oh. So he was, like, my inspiration, for real. Like, oh. I... His Jeep was awesome. I always stalk the internet for, you know, pictures of his Jeep. So, mm. 
Uh, when, when that time he like drove it across the country, I thought that was super badass. <laughs> we, uh, we had a good conversation about that with him. That was a good fucking story. Yeah, just blowing transfer cases. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, like I always thought it'd be super cool to build a Jeep and just be able to drive it anywhere and wheel it. And I did that for a long time, but uh, then I found out tow rigs are cool. So, yup, tow rigs are where it's at. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it it gets yeah. pretty taxing, uh, especially if you oh, continue yeah. to to build them up. I'm learning that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't you just um, buy a tow rig? Uh, I we haven't did. talked about it yet. Have, I still don't have a trailer, though. I don't even. It's, it's still in Miguel's yard, so I know a guy with a trailer. About. Who? Cody. Oh well, yeah, well, because you don't wheel, so you don't need it, I guess. Exactly. No, honestly, I, I'm not selling it, but I just wanted to. Yeah. Throw it out there. Yeah, just that you, you know, you're just gonna throw your yep. uh, your space around. It's not even the trailer. I could buy a trailer, but where the fuck am I gonna put it? All right. My house. Well, <laughs> Richie, that doesn't help me. <laughs> I'll let you store it for free. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll cut the trailer conversation and go back to uh, the Jeep. I'll keep that one short. Um, okay, so that's interesting. Sam McIntyre was your yeah. I would say okay. like I mean I mean he had a few Jeeps I mean, as well. I'm trying to think. We I know his black yeah. one was the one I remember. Just yeah. A little bit. yeah, and then he also had the green and the white rigs. Yes, I think the green one was like his first one. And yeah, and the white one was the one that he was wheeling at Roush. Um, God, I think it was an 08. Yeah, um, I got like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I I don't know what happened. Okay. Um. I was saying, I think it was wheeling that back in the day in like 2008 on J truck axles at yeah, Roush on 37s. J20 axles under it. And that was the one that he. Uh, I'm, hopefully, I'm not messing it up. I think that's the one that just totally folded in half. Oh, God. Uh, no, that was the black one. The white oh, one okay. was I'm the thinking... one that he crashed um, on the comp course. Mm. Yep. I'm remembering yeah. now. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of funny because we're sitting here and I'm talking to the guy that was my inspiration for how to build an XJ about the guy that we just talked to who was his inspiration for how to build an XJ. It is pretty so fucking cool. cool. That is pretty <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> um, But, like, I just remember back in the day, right? Like, I was cruising around and it was, I forget the exact name, but it was like 99XJ. Um, I think it was just 99XJ build, I think, or something. Yeah, and then later on you added something like Lolo or something dumb about that, but it was hilarious. And so the first time I clicked the thread, there was a bunch of pictures of this green Jeep with like a three and a half inch. Uh, rough country lift kit on there and there was a picture and I remember it because I'm an autistic idiot um, but it was one of those ugly ass 80s jeep wheels with a 35 BFG on there and it was just like slammed in the rear of that jeep and I was like oh cool I guess that kind of works 
and I kept reading through the thread, and then it was like, wait, he's putting 35 Pro Comp MTs on this? With a Spartan up front? No. Those aren't... Those are stock control arms. This can't work. <laughs> and, like, it just... There was this, like, disbelief in the young Luke's mind about this Jeep. And, you know, it was crazy watching some of the stuff that you would post pictures on. Because anyone that's wheeled knows that the pictures always look less cool than the actual, you know, obstacle, right? Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. like, I'm seeing pictures that are blowing me away with the understanding that, you know, those are probably worse than what the pictures actually make it out to be. You can do this? No fucking way. And then you welded the rear on it, and, like, I just remember after you welded that eight and a quarter, it just went downhill <laughs> yeah I, I well it's that so this is this is no lie until two weeks ago a buddy of mine come over and wired uh 240 into my shop or my garage here and um i've been running a 110 welder since then and since i lived at home and yeah that's been uh a long time now over 10 wow. years you can get a lot done with a 110 welder. I Yeah, I mean, I pretty much built my last rig on it, too. So That's impressive, though. It still is. Yeah, well, yeah as long as you're a good welder, I think, like, it's flux core, I'm guessing, right? Or is it gas? It was, yeah. And that good wel good welder part, eh, I mean, I, I can make it happen. It sticks together. Yeah, yeah but if you're, I mean, if you know what you're doing, then... You can make it work. Like if you have to do three passes to get it hot enough to to actually burn in, then fucking do it. You know, like yeah. I just couldn't trust myself, and it'd just be a whole buggery mess, and I'd have to cut the whole thing out in the end anyway. So I don't even try. <laughs> well, there's a problem. Um, you don't try. We won't get into that. Richie, Richie can attest. My ZJ buggy, my '98, and my current Jeep for the first half of the build was all 110 and 140 welders with gas. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like uh, everything yeah. on the 98 was 110, yeah. 140 or whatever. And the whole beginning of Barry, which is what I'm calling my current two-door on tons, um, that was all 110 with a 140 machine. Wow. It's crazy to think about. Everything on my Jeep up until the cage was 110 flux core. No, you did your cage. Or I'm sorry, up until not the cage. my bad. My bad. Up until the cage was 110 flux core in my parents' driveway. Uh, and then it was um, shielded gas 110 for the cage in my parents' driveway. Uh, and that was. And now you've got my Hobart. Yeah, and now I've got that thing, and it's. I have to crank it down because I end up burning things in too hot because it's got way too much power for what I'm used to. But I mean, I mean, I've I'd be lying if I said I didn't have something have have parts break on me before, but it was not. Um... I'm gonna be honest with you, Chief. That was your inexperience. No, I wasn't. I I won't go into it. The part that broke on my original thirty 
first off, everything exploded in the 30, but uh, the upper control arm ripped off, and I didn't weld that. I let my buddy weld that, which was a mistake. Uh, I should have welded it myself. It probably wasn't. Was it Jacob? It. No, it wasn't Jacob. Oh. It was Dave. Mind. Dave, fuck, is that pizza slot? Mm-hmm. That's pizza slot? Uh, pe- you mean pizza slave? Oh, I thought it was pizza slot. Never mind. <laughs> either one, you know. You don't think I, it works I don't for, like he doesn't work for better. anymore. But Gosh, yeah, dang it. Dave. Um, I hate to throw him under the bus, but I'm pretty sure he welded that one. But I don't blame him. It was, it, it held up for everything except for uh, torquing the entire Dana 30, like 30 degrees out of whack, then have it all snap and snap back. It broke the ring and pinion. It broke everything. So yeah, oh wow. all of it was fucked. So, um, but yeah, flux core. Other than that, it held all my brackets on the 50 up up until now. I mean, obviously, the 50's gone, but um, yeah, it just it works. You just have to know what you're doing. Practice, 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 <laughs> practice, and a map gas torch make magic happen. Now, are you still running a 110? No, mm. he just. Oh, go ahead. He just said he swapped it two weeks ago, or he got two twenty, two forty. Oh shit! Are, are, you, are you happy that you made the change, or did you miss the one ton? Oh, it was amazing. Nobody, the nobody missed like, that. <laughs> yeah, I started it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so much different." So well, to be, to be fair, you can say that, but I'm sure some people do because all welding is is consistency. So yeah, if you are, sure. if you can do something well consistently with a not so great welder, then somebody might miss it when they have to, they're forced to make a change. To it's like to to go to that two twenty change. So guess what, Graham? Fuck you. Maybe okay. somebody does well, miss their well, one ten. No, no, no. To be no. honest with you, I didn't miss it. But when I welded up the cross member, because you know I'm an idiot and I keep breaking cross member bolts, so I welded my three piece cross member in because logic, right? Um, that makes sense. It felt like putting on an old pair of boots when I went to go and do it. It was just what I was used to from having done so much work with it. Crank it all the way up and turn the wire speed way, way down. Crank the gas up and just get to it. You know what I miss about my, like, 110? What's that? I miss miss the convenience. Mm. Oh, okay. You you can throw it on your trailer and, like, take a a wheel in with you and then, like, plug it into, like, a campsite or something yep that's yeah. a good point is you can use it really wherever yeah i got oh, rid of mine and I, to- I totally regret it huh. i did too but it's not far it's in tennessee we have a guy it's in our not club far. Right. It's it's in right there. yeah well i can't see it because you got your background blurred but i believe you <laughs> it's still we have, uh, we have a guy in our four-wheel drive club that um he has a Lincoln 110, uh, I think it's diesel generator on his, or diesel welder on his trailer. So that's convenient. Yeah. So I have one of those, but I have nowhere to put it. I have a massive um, Miller, like, generator welder in one. But I just, I, I have, like, once I set up a trailer, I'll probably put it on there. But this fucker's huge. Like, it's it, it. Ran my whole entire house at one point during the October storm in 2011. So, some point we will have that available for us. Okay, you, you've been holding out on us with this information, dude. For this how thing long? is like 
this thing's like fucking i'm not even kidding it's probably 250 pounds it's huge it's meant to go in the back of a service truck for heavy equipment no well brandon had a crane truck you can just crane it into the back of your pickup there you go that would have worked at one point but we don't have a crane truck anymore oh, God. <laughs> i mean it's good good tongue weight for your trailer i mean yeah, true. true that is true yeah it'll be fine <laughs> i gotta see right up there thing <laughs> Um, I'll definitely send you pictures. It's in my it's in my dad's house, just sitting inside of his garage, and he hasn't touched it since 2011. Damn. <laughs> but those um, are, those are expensive. But yeah, that would work really good. The only thing is, I believe the duty cycle on it is kind of low, just for the yeah. simple fact of like it it needs to stay that consistent, like it needs to be consistent. So I think it like starts to lose the uh, the ability to be consistent, and then it like kind of goes into its like its duty cycle to cool down. What what's the word I'm looking for? Um ironically enough on the side note before I come back to that. The 140 that built my Jeep is currently in Tennessee. My buddy that moved down here with me bought it. So it's right down the road. Um <laughs> but I think that it was a 20% duty cycle is the appropriate duty cycle for a maxed out 110 or a 140 machine. Um, it's the 220. It's big. If it's the 220, it's... then the appropriate duty cycle for normal, like 516s welding, should be closer to like 35 or 40 percent. Huh. But I'm not uh, too sure. But I'll definitely uh, bring it with me next time. Next time I take the trailer, we'll uh we'll bring it with us so we can just weld shit as we're driving to wherever we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be going down the highway, fucking laying on your back, burning stuff in. Yeah, like, you can finish your Jeep down to Tennessee. <laughs> no. <just> throw, <laughs> just like vent it out the top. Nobody so will bad. know. Just buzz. <laughs> go down the road. Wait, we could. Okay, yeah, yeah, we could do this. So we could do the two bender because obviously it's pneumatic. You could just you know pump it a few times. You'll be good. Yep. And then, and then we have the welder. You could finish the Jeep. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Man, let's do it. <laughs> we'll just go down Aaron. early and uh, start. Exactly. And then I don't oh, I'll see work. you guys that's in great. like... Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I'll see you guys <laughs> in a month. And we can get to it. Perfect. But Anyways. I feel like we're yeah. kind of neglecting yeah, yeah. the guests here. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. They're used to it at this point. Probably. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hold on. Are you? Do you have a raccoon fact? We're going to ask it early. I'm listening. You have a raccoon fact? What is A raccoon fact? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or any small, unique criddle, critter fact. Criddle? Is that Criddled. like what happens when you're like Fuck backwoods off. and crippled? <laughs> Cradled. Uh, mm, not really. It could be anything. It could be anything. Why are we like this? Because they people That's need right. to know. <laughs> people people love derailment. Exactly. Oh god, who the fuck's sorry. Well that's like the name of the game with this podcast. Like if we're being honest. Alright, do you have any the... cool animal fact? We'll start with that. Um Man, I don't know. Oh no, he's All right, any we'll cool random fact. Give me something. <laughs> 
Oh, it's getting worse by the minute. Yeah, you absolutely, completely and utterly derailed this farther than I could have ever imagined doing, and we didn't even wait until the end of the podcast. I am both ashamed and incredibly proud. I gotta Listen, throw it in early this time. You guys will yell at me, and I won't be able to one day. I so come I gotta into every podcast with a random fact ready to go. Okay. Give it to us. You're also Give special ed. All right. So, the reason why ships in distress say Mayday is because it was the idea of a Frederick Mockford, who was a senior radio radio officer. <laughs> at an airport in London and he decided that it would be Mayday because it sounds like the French word Mayder which means help me in French. Huh. Alright, well the radio dude did you just Google this right now? No. Actually, I had it saved on my phone so I was ready. Mm-hmm. So that's actually wow. no, okay. Can we get back to wheeling? Sorry, no. Mayday. Uh, so wheeling. pretty much. So Mr. IBG. So you're <laughs> saying you've been around so long that you were around when Dana 30s were cool to build? I guess so. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Oh, like it was actually like 2000, the... 2006 is when I started driving. So wow. um, <laughs> I'm 31. I'm not 104. <laughs> You're old. <laughs> He's old enough <laughs> to have made Dana 30s cool the wheel. He I was guess. that guy. I think he is that guy. He is that guy. He's the reason that you and Richie have a Spartan locker up front, and Richie's got a welded eight and a quarter. See, I just got lucky that Graham. Uh, Otherwise, what just happened to his audio? Is that just me? Yep, you just cut out there, bud. You got real quiet. I thought it was, I thought it was something on my end. Nope. Oh, nope, it's Cody. I didn't, I didn't do anything. Okay, well, I guess I'll... Uh, Co- Cody, it helps if you're actually near the microphone. It's attached to my fucking face, Richie. Now it's better. Okay. We'll fucking go. make it closer. Is it, not, is it not good right now? You're you still quiet. quiet. But... What? Am I fine now? No, nothing changed. Hey, you're still quiet. How the fuck am I quiet? Tell me it's know. this. Hello. No. Right, Hello. Edit this down because I literally don't know what I did that would have affected that. So. Okay. Um. Give me one second. Let me make a note of this so we have the time where this Hello. happened. Uh. What did you no, do? I didn't. I didn't do anything. Oh wow! I literally have like no. What are you talking about? My input is perfectly fine. And you're quiet as hell. No, like while you were talking, Cody, you're. Volume just went right down. Yeah, you what you said something, yeah, my, you, you paused and said it again, and it was just like, you know, now it sounds like your mic's over here. I didn't touch anything. I just literally sat here with the screen. I mean, I can bump your volume. Am up I quiet? Am end. I still quiet now? Yeah. How about now? That's better. You're good now. I didn't do anything. I just said how about now. <laughs> what? All right, we'll roll with it. I can just bump your volume up. Your your clarity is there. You're just not uh it just doesn't come through as high. It's like the gain went down or something. What the fu- I'm not doing anything though. That's so odd. All right. Well, if it's okay now, let's uh jump back into it so I can make my editing note clean. Um so yeah. 
I be jeeping is the reason that Cody's rig has the Spartan up front and Richie's rig has the lock right up front with the welded eight and a quarter. And also now with uh, Buckley getting a Spartan. So pretty fucking good. All right. Well, <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but there's a lot of Jeeps that do that now. That is like the there are. thing to do. Uh, is Spartan lockers? I mean, at least maybe this is just my bias because that's what we all do. But it's Spartan yeah, it's... locker, thirty fives, four inch ish lift is like that's normal. You say that, but like when I was wheeling with my dad back in like two thousand and five, they nobody ran lockers. They ran CJs and YJs open open with thirty twos because they thought that was the cool thing to do. So with him being somewhere around the 2007-2008 range doing a locker, that's some pretty big shit. Well, like, I, I think he did it's... that then. That will... Colton. Yeah. What was at uh, in 2006-2007 where you running a locker in your Dana 30? No, All I was right. not. I probably did. I probably didn't run one until. It's like 2010 or something like that. Okay, okay so, so it's still fairly recent, but then again, that it was yeah. it was common size at that ago. point. What's that? That's still 12 years ago. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and my point with that though, right, is that like the experience that I saw on the forum from a couple of threads in particular, you know, Sam McIntyre's uh, Cherokee form LCOG builds and how to do them. Um, 99 build thread from you. Uh, and the action fab stuff was really what shaped my view on how to build a wheel, build a wheeling rig. And, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but, like, as a result of that, you know, it ended up in a weird, convulsive way, leading to Graham getting the Dana 50 and the 10.5, Cody and Richie's setups being what they are, low rigs with three links, or, in Richie's case, you know, I'm sorry to steal your thunder here, bud, but... um jk lower short arms with custom uppers to get a little bit of stretch out of it on a budget and 10 inch white bodied shocks um it was just you stumbled into something that worked really well on a budget yeah uh yeah well i don't know colton you got any i'm I'm going to be totally honest. I'm done talking about our rigs. I want to hear about, and like the progressions of cookie cutter XJs. I, I think it's super fucking cool that, you know, it seems like you were definitely one of the early guys to go about that route, but I kind of want to hear about what you're, what you've been doing now, uh, with your rigs. I know you said you had, yeah. do you have multiple right now? I think before we started, um, you may have alluded to that. Yeah. sort of kind of, um, I just bought a, so I made a, terribly well i don't know if it was a poor decision but pretty much so with gas prices i had a i had a civic recently and a friend of mine had a cherokee on it's on 35 it's stock axles 35 locker in the front 
Um, I think it's got it's got a three link in it. I think it's the Iron Rock three link. Um, and pretty much it. Um, 35s, 315s on the Rubicon wheels. Um, and I just recently traded that. That was a poor idea with gas prices going the way, but that's mm-hmm. my new daily. So <laughs> I now or soon will be, uh, eating that down the road as far as for my daily. Um, but I really bought that. So I was actually kind of thinking about buying a JK thing. Um, I have a, I have a eight month old son and, I want to get him right. Like I have a buddy that lives down the road and he has a, a cruiser on forties. Um, and we, he likes to go right around, um, local trails here. We're like, um, 20 minutes from George Washington national forest. So it's cool to take, he takes his, uh, son up there all the time to hang out and just, you know, just be in nature basically. Yeah. Um, and I want to do that with him soon. And, um, like I said, I was looking at a four-door JK, but then my cheap side got the best of me, and I bought a shitbox XJ. So here we are, um, <laughs> back back to old times. Um, but my other rig that I have now is a uh, – I got a – so when I had the green Jeep, the green XJ, yep. I bought um, – that was at its uh, – it's probably past its peak. It was getting pretty rough. Um I, it was on BFT blue label crawlers, beadlocks, 35s. Um, and it was beat to pieces. I had a, uh, hybrid cage on it. Um, just had pretty much got that done. And I put some PRPs in it. And it was, it was getting to the point that it was going to be, you know, full trail rig. Yep. Um, I had also bought a two wheel drive power stroke at the time five-speed truck, uh, 7.3, and um, that's what I was towing with. Um, and I stumbled across a YJ, uh, a 93 high-output Jeep, um, not far from my house. And I got looking at it. It $1,400 on the windshield, and I was like, man, I was like, I could buy that and flip it pretty yeah. quick. Bought it. The transfer case had like two bolts holding it, and you know how they look underneath. It's like six yeah. on the belly pan. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was two holding it in on the front. Wow. And uh, they said, "Well, you want to test drive it?" And I looked underneath of it, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah I'll test drive it." So I took it down the road with the, with the transfer case basically hanging out of it, but <laughs> it held on. Um, brought it back. Off- offered them nine hundred bucks for it. They took it. Wow. Um, so I had a wide day for like with a brand new top, the body was pretty solid. The, the fenders had some rust in them. That was about it. Like, and the front, obviously the frame had a little bit of rust in it. Yeah. Um, so I bought it and the plan was to fix it. Well, me and a buddy of mine cut, cut the frame out, made it look really good. Um, got it all back together. And at the same time, I bought a fairly spanked set of, um, reds 37, um, gave 500 bucks for them on, um, they were on Dodge, like Oh three. Oh, well, five on five and a half wheels, just like steelies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, like I said, just cheap, cheap set stickies. So yeah, you can't be, um, no, not at all. 
um, they were going to go on the on the XJ, and I got talking to actually the guy that I bought the stickies from. He's in my four drive club, and he's like, you know, you should just build the YJ and sell your XJ or part it out or whatever you want to do. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. So that's what spawned that build. Um, and to this day, it's it's pretty simple build. It's um, still 4.0. Um, I swapped an AW4 into it um, from the XJ. It lives on in the in the YJ. It's got the AW4 um, and the well. I I had the T case in there, but it exploded that um, at Rock Run, and then put another one in it. Um, and I, I run a winter shifter. I don't know how familiar you guys are with that. Like a yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Honestly, I've never even heard of it. So it's what a, they they do a lot of stuff for actually Rad Designs is who I bought it from. Okay, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're the ones that build all the weird shifters for AW4s. Like the um, they got that one that's just like a looks like a little joystick and it's four gears uh, forward. Yep, and you can like wire it somehow. I don't know. It's like you can wire it somehow so you can like flip a toggle switch and go to full manual. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, okay. well, the winter yeah the winter shifter body. I mean, you can type that in. Just look it up on Google. They're all over the place. People run them for LSs and stuff like that all the time. So, right. um, I got one of those. It's like playing. It's like back in the day playing like, um, like what was that? Like Sega GT or whatever the the racing game at like Pizza Hut, like yeah. on an old arcade. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. The winner shifter is just the it's the oh, okay. the gated shifter that you you see yeah, a lot it's of. A gate- yeah. Exactly. It's a gated shifter and Rad Designs made um they made solar or made um electronics for it. So all you did was like wire like two wires into the solenoids and a hot and a ground and he was ready to rock and mm-hmm. you manually shift it. So Okay. Yeah. So it it's pretty cool. Um it works good. It was uh I, I was planning on using a um TCU from the XJ, but to be honest with you, I got trying to do it, and I, I was having a hard time making it work between the, like, OBD1 to, and that may not even have been the issue. I just got annoyed with it, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, just so, a manual shift. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun, too. Mm. Like, it's no more rock crawler. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's one, one, two, like, no more one, two shift. Like, you can straight bang the rev limiter in first and just leave it first and that's fun so i need that so bad <laughs> ebay um, has them 140 bucks get on it sorry 240 nice. i need hydro oh. more than i need that though so yeah. we're gonna hold off <laughs> um i ended up stretching it it's actually stre- stretched 103 um the rear, instead of doing the um, uh, normal X-shape stretch that everybody does, they turn the leaves backwards and run that. I, back in the day, I bought a BTF bumper right before they went out of business, which mm-hmm. uh, Moto builds pretty much the same thing. Okay, um, They make the same stuff. Um, I did that, and instead of using the X-J leaves backwards, I always noticed, and a buddy of mine um, in my four-wheel drive club, kind of he, he helped me out with this because he was like you know watch all the watch all the people that do that like do the backwards leaf springs they get a lot of wheel hop um so you get more than wheel hop we, 
We've oh, yeah. that before. They, uh, uh -huh. it don't last. It's Fucks not a body up. Well, I ended up just taking two and a half inch, uh, XJ or YJ leaves. So I bought basically just a YJ two and a half inch lift kit. Mm -hmm. Um, push the, the, um, frame side mounts, uh, spring mounts back to, you know, what YJ length would be for, or whatever the, distance I needed for YJ uh, springs and just ran them in that configuration. Um, and I ran them spring, uh, spring under. Wait, so what? I've, yeah, I run my whole rig is spring under. Huh? What? Um, yeah. That's really? crazy. No, yeah, like, I don't, old school I don't, cool. I don't yeah, run a traction bar at all. Wait, so you're not, you're not driving a Cherokee is what you're saying? No, he's driving a YJ. No, this, this, okay. is, this, is, this is my current build. I went to current I might have missed that part. Oh, my bad. God. Sorry. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fucking awesome. Yeah. So, so no traction bar. Like, I very rarely get any wheel hop. Like, it has to be like 100% traction bouncing on it before it really, which I think in that case, pretty much anything yeah, is going to bounce. Some but, sort of hop. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the front's just pushed out like two or three inches. Um, I've replaced all the leaf spring mounts at this point. Um, that's for that. The lock right front. Um, still living that lock right life. Um, <laughs> it's got super joints in the front, chromoly axles. Uh, I did just recently go to Yukon. I was running plugs in the front, but I went to Yukon hardcore hubs. Um, yep. They rock, by the way, if you so haven't run them. Why not did a plug, you make not that a plug for, So, all right. So, back. To, and I also need to say that the axles in this Jeep, all, well, yeah, the 9-inch as well started in the XJ. I literally ripped everything out of the XJ other than the only thing that the YJ kept was the motor. Oh, like shit. It was a, yes. Uh, it was a solid motor. So, I swapped everything over. Just pulled the axles I had. Makes sense. Um, but I did, like I said, I did more to the um, the forty four, and now the nine inch is totally different. But I'll get to that in a minute. Um, the the hardcore, the Yukon hardcore hubs, um, they. So I, I I run piles of mile markers, worn premiums. Um, I don't know what else is there. I'm more, uh, super, super winch. I ran like one seven, maybe I broke them all. Like just killed them. Like I'd show up to places 15 minutes later, everything's broke or not, you know, not everything, but like all the hubs. Yeah. I just, it was a hub slayer. That's what it was. <laughs> and, it, and it really didn't get bad until I went to, until, unless I was like, if I was running the stickies, I used to run a set of, um, old school 37 inch MTRs sometimes for the street. Um, and then like if I did a comp or something that, I couldn't use a sticky. I would use, um, you know, the street tires. So on the street tires, the 37 inch MTRs, like it hardly ever broke them. Um, but sticky slayed them. Just absolutely slayed them. And, uh, I went to this tire. You just, yeah, but the sticky, just, well, just it really wasn't. It, that's a, that's an unfair comparison. Like the, the stickies were so shot that I had, like there was, they were slick. I mean, they really were for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the the first set I had, but they worked so good. Like they just they just hooked up, and um, yeah, I was just I'd, I'd kill them, and uh, I ended up getting a set of Wagoneer slugs. Just pulled a set from a Wagoneer, um, ran those for a while, and you know that that was cool. But what sucked was. Um, I did still street drive it a good bit at that point, and it was, um, well, just local trails and stuff, no rowing mm-hmm. and things like that. But um, I ended up going, or I ended up being like, you know, this sucks. I, and and we, we went to the beach two years ago, and I hauled it down to Corova, Outer Banks, if you know anything about that. Like, mm-hmm. we stayed at a house out there, and I drove back drove it back and forth on the beach, and I, I swapped in a set of Warren Premiums. And I took them immediately back out for the wheeling trip, like the next weekend. And I was like, "This sucks! Like, I don't want to be swapping hubs all the time." So, a couple guys in the club, that pretty much everyone's on tons, except for me and a couple of us at this point, um, run the hardcore hubs. And I was like, "Man, they're you know, they, they was like these things never break. Like, we beat the shit out of them; they hold up." I was like, "All right, well, they're three hundred and fifty bucks." I was like, "I'll buy a set." Pop them in, haven't had like a bit of problem. I've never broke. I break sha- I break sha- uh usually break outer forty four shafts yep. hubs and never break the hubs. So what year huh. axle um, is it? What's that? What year axle is the forty four? Okay. What's it so, out of? Yeah. It's a it's a real uh bastard of a forty four. <laughs> it's um I think this is how bad it is. I think it's a J ten. Wow. I, I told Luke okay. the story the other day. <laughs> it's it's a low penny 44 so i bought me and a friend of mine a long time ago bought this lifted rolled xj it was like nine inches of lift with a 44 and an eight inch mm-hmm. and and it had lots of lots of good stuff on it and i i said hey i want the axles the guy want we talked him down like two thousand bucks for it and i i said i want the axles you can have everything else and he's like all right cool deal and he just wanted a beater rig, just something to throw him. I think I gave him my stock axles, mm-hmm. and he threw them in and uh, ran them. What was AC? Yeah, that was my buddy Casey. Yeah, yeah. Huh. How do you know that, uh, Luke? Yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> Weird. I mean, no. hey, Luke is great at stalking. Okay, it's cool. Yeah, I'm excellent at stalking, but. Um, <laughs> There was he also had a build thread on that. It ended up like with the absolute worst fender cut I've ever seen <laughs> on the rig that they went into. Um <laughs> like I think it was comp cut like my Jeep yeah, was. It was. You could throw but, a baseball through the side of it. It was awesome. <laughs> but like it went all the way back and there was no effort put into filling in the uh um, uh, the gaps. <laughs> and I that's how I remember like that. that currently. He actually had another one that was similar that he built after that one, I think. The one I'm thinking of had the zebra stripes. Yeah. Or had the that, stripes. Yeah, yeah. I think that that one was actually his daily for like a hot second like that. It was... <laughs> it was <laughs> he got... So I don't know how you're all laws are on driving stuff like that but it's gotten more lax here but like back then that was a big no-no and he got pulled over one time no doors no brake lights like in the middle of 
Harrisonburg here, like where the college is. And he said like three state troopers pulled up behind him and they wrote him like seven tickets. They wanted to tow it, wow. but they, they let him go. Jeez. So I, our laws in mass are pretty bad, but to be fair, I haven't really been fucked with in a while. Now, I kind of would, bud. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm gonna give a little knocky on the woods. Um, it, I think it might be also that like I'm not a moron when I do dumb shit. Like I think my like I don't know. Pretty much, I used to get pulled over for like an inspection sticker or with something wrong with my car or something wrong with my Jeep all the time. Where I mean, I've been running around without an inspection sticker on my truck since 2020. Like it's fine. <laughs> so either you're right, and people just have gotten like laxed with everything, or I don't know, or we're just not as dumb as we used to be. I, don't know. I think there's definitely. It seems like there's been a relaxation of all that shit. I don't know. At least yeah. in, in I think so. What I've seen. I mean, down this way, it definitely has too. So. Don't get me wrong. Like they'll still Here. get you. It's just yeah. they don't really know what to look for, especially in. And this is what I say all the time. Uh, to people asking me how I managed to drive mine. It's just nobody, they don't know what to write me for. It's it's a massive fucking lifted Cherokee with tube all over it that's driving totally normal on the road. Like, yes, it doesn't have a sticker, but like, yeah. and you could probably, probably write up, you could throw the book, <laughs> you could throw the book at it, but you know, you got to know what, what to pull it over for. The easy one would be lift, but I don't know. It, it gets tricky because it's, yeah, so I run. I run antique tags on my YJ. Um, oh, lucky that gets, fucker. That gets kind of, yeah, so no inspection on that, but it, it does get kind of tricky because, like, there's a lot of laws that go into it, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's so, um, some of them are kind of easy to probably get around. Yep. Um, yep. I think the problem here with them, they've been really laying into people with them, though, because, like, people will put them on, like, a, 85 Toyota and like all trash in the dump and stuff like that with it. So, yep. Um, so that's where they're busting people at. But, but I like it because I, I mean, I keep, I mean, it's pretty much just a four wheeling rig, but I still keep it insured um, and keep it tagged. So you never know. I mean, people, you know, how people are sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tough strange. One. Yeah. Um, but as far as the, the rest of the rig, um, the nine inch was just fold and a, uh, a 31 spine rear up until Harlan this year. Um, took my dad. This was like, that was like his first big wheeling trip he's ever been with me on. Um, and it, like, like hardcore wheeling, not like riding yeah. through the mountains or something. And, uh, we got like, we got through the first, I think we ran rail bed first and then we come out okay. and then we run another, we was on the way to another trail and there was a steep climb and it was a struggle. I can't remember what it was I, for the life of me. Um, but, uh, I ended up going, trying to, trying to make this climb slid back a couple of times. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I've been in this rig now five years. Yeah. Five years about, mm -hmm. um, so I know it, and I know when to let off. Um, I know it's not a ton rig. I mean, it's it's pretty stout for what it is. But um, also, I should also add that I I did base basically new crawlers this year on a set of um, Battleborn V locks. Ooh. So that added so that added to the weight a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, so in this process, um, trying to trying to make this climb, I slid back a couple times and got the snap crackle pop and come to find out, like I thought I drove it all the way back to camp um, or back to the cabins and come to find out, I thought it was just a shaft, which I had a spare shaft, took it all apart, pulled the third member out and lo and behold, it like took out one of the bearings too on the carrier. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't have a spare third on me, so that was useless. Was um, that the first so, day, or was that a couple days in? No, that was like thirty minutes in. Oh, okay, was, yeah. yeah, that's worse that than six, me. I, I made it to trailer. the night ride, and then my front end blew up. Last I was at Harlan. The only trailer time six, I've been in Harlan, yeah. and you're pretty much screwed. Uh, yeah. So luckily, yeah, I would. Yeah, I was really upset too, and. Um, especially because I'd just done all this work and I had, yeah. there's a guy in our club that has like 1400 acres right across the West Virginia line from us. And we do a, we do some, that's kind of, we like test in tune over there. Um, he has a really cool spot to go and we test, test in tune over there usually in the spring, uh, for like, we'll go over there for a day trip or something and come back. So that's, that's really helpful, but it didn't help when I come back and, um, yeah, blow the third member out. So, yeah. um, yeah, drive six hours and do that. So exactly. Uh, when I luckily there was a guy in our club that he has a really sweet YJ that's very similar in build amount, but it's spring over on thirty nine inch crawlers, um, stretched probably maybe a little more than mine, um, and he it's an automatic three speed TJ three speed in it, and. Uh, he and a, another guy in our club, they both like riding dual sports and like, you know, riding dirt bikes and stuff like that. They yeah. brought them with them. And he's like, Hey, he's like, here's the keys of mine. You brought your dad. Um, you know, y'all gotta have fun this weekend. I'm gonna ride dual sports. Cause it was super nice outside. Oh, like it was like, it was like one time at Harlan that it wasn't raining. Wow. So, That's awesome though. <laughs> so, That's I completely it understand only... what you mean. Yeah. The one day it's <laughs> so, not raining. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the place is a so, swamp. Great, but it is yeah. swampy. It is. So we it's were a mountainous swamp. So he ended up spotting me. The guy that they showed up on their bikes at some point it was like, "Hey," uh, or they showed up in lines then, and then I was like, "You want me to take it through lines then?" And he's like, "Well, sure." He's like, "I'll spot you." <laughs> so I ended up laying it on its side in lines then. So that was awesome. <laughs> Um, but he was yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um, but when I got home, I, um, it was awesome. I left the, I didn't think much about it. I left the third member out of the carrier for six hours at home. My trailer was covered in gear hole on the way home. <laughs> oh, um, no, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> uh, when I got home, uh, ordered from East Coast Gear Supply, I ordered, uh, Yukon third. Um, nodular third, uh, thirty-five spline and thirty-five spline shaft, and just did it. Just did it big right out of the box. That way, it's and it's spooled still. Um, so, yeah. so really, I could almost put a ton front end in the front and and rock it. But I have, I actually have another YJ tub and frame. And my, if any of my friends listen to this, they're gonna laugh at me because I've been talking about this build for two years now, but it's really hard to build something when you have a perfectly good rock crawler that hangs with 
95% of the Tone rigs. So, um, but I have another YJ Tubman frame, a complete Chevrolet pickup LS, um, 5.3, um, with right. a, yeah, so you're going with a, just do it, yeah. do it. Well, we the, the plan, the plan is I want to build, I'm, I'm really torn on what I want to do with it because, and I also have, and I heard y'all don't like ball joint or, uh, Kingpins, but I do have a seventy-eight, seventy-nine kingpin front. I don't talk about um, the other day. Lame. I don't. I, you could have gone O five plus and been Uber Chad with them fifteen fifties yeah, and all that girth. I totally traded one and some money on top for this one. Really, I did. Interesting. I did. See well, around here, seventy-nine. It's the other way around. Brings bring stupid money. Bring stupid money. Yeah. Where are you so from again? Just to clarify, stupid money, and go to the better axle. It's not a hard choice. Yeah. There, well, but... well, we picked them. <laughs> well, I will say this: seventy-eight, seventy-nines have the most tube lengths on the driver's side. And initially, I was planning on staying leaf spring, but now I'm kind of thinking about linking it. Um, Fuck yeah! Just, just in the front. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the rear leaf spring. No, why don't you just hold on, hold on. You're going crazy now because sooner or later you might as well just drop the LS in your YJ and make that the full blown buggy. Well, so, so here's my here's my here's my plan though. Mm-hmm. The the one I have now, um, it was an earlier build. There's a lot of things I'd like to change, but I want to build. I want to keep that one because my end game with that one is I don't know if y'all have heard of the X Rock series. Uh, like competition four wheeling on the east coast no i don't may okay. have it's a it's I... a it's a thing uh they they do they've done it's they've done comps uh up and down the east coast but i, I was thinking about getting that rig into that uh i also like that we do club comp with our with our club at roush creek a lot and i like it i want to keep it small for that and i just want to build I want to build a 39 or 42 inch rig. Um, I'm 43 SX is not up or shut up. <laughs> well, it's either that or why not just keep your rig working? You drive it around every once in a while. It works good the way it is. So guess what? That's what I'm doing. That's the wife, he can go drive that or I don't know what your yeah. marital status is. Yeah. But, um, he's old. She- he's married with kids. He's like Kish well, now. I don't know. Some people don't like their wives that they have babies with. Maybe he left her. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't want to assume. No. <laughs> yeah. So, my wife, yeah, my wife's super cool about it. Like, she, she encourages yeah. it. Uh, so, why don't you keep that for her? And then, when your baby's old enough to wheel a rig, you'll have this perfect specimen of a perfect YJ. Yeah. And then it'll give you a good reason to build the buggy YJ. I have six vehicles tagged and insured, so I'm not going to get rid of one. Like, I like having stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I want to leave that one alone. Like, it's, I don't want to say it's perfection, but for, for what I do, like, it works awesome, and I don't want to mess with it. Listen, um, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix yeah, it. Exactly. So, the, the next rig, I'm either, it, it's definitely going to have a backseat. This one don't, because I want to get my son in it. And, you know, if we have another kid, I want to I be able to afford, build a four seater. Um, and I'm really thinking about, sh- so I don't know if you keep up with as much that Moto Built does, but they're getting ready to, um, they're doing a lot for YJs right now. Like a lot. 
and they're they're um they're building a they're basically doing everything to LJ, like make your YJ and LJ. Yeah, I saw that kit. Um, look um, cool. You, the armor, the the outer armor, the um, um, the rear defenders. You can. They even make a back half. You can cut into your YJ frame and then back half at fifteen extra inches for the like, LJ. I did see that. I'm that saying was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying leaf spring rear because you know, just I, ease of I like setup. Yeah. Like most of our club runs leaf springs still, like a lot of them. Um, we have. A- I mean, leaf springs are cool until you get a little taste of that drug that is coilovers. The one time, like ever since I drove Curtis's rig, I just want to four link the shit out of my rig just because of how stable his shit box is under like extreme flex. Just it, it I love it so yeah, much. Don't get them moving fast; those ORIs won't hang. They can't That's- do it. Saw my rig fucking like he'd ridden in it before, and then when we did the coilovers out back, that thing picked up an extra twenty miles an hour. Oh, through the, the back, back is wood. just like a board, but you can set leaf springs up so they're actually functional and work well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sorry for yeah, picking I mean, on you. No, nah, it's good. Like I don't know, I've, I've run them for a while or a long time now, and I mean, I've it's not much I've gotten. I mean, sure, I get denied occasionally, but like, not not enough that I would. It's I want to like rip it all out, you yeah. know. I mean, nope. it's super cheap. Like, I can screw one up. Seventy dollars later for a new spring pack, you're good to go. Yeah, what do you run for springs on it? Uh, um, right now I run. Um, I think the Rubicon Express two and a half inch. Nothing already. special. Hell yeah. Um, Can it's we flat. just take a second and appreciate the shit out of Rubicon Express for their fucking springs? They're legit. I don't know. I've heard things about them and at fairly good prices too. Yeah, and um, up on Amazon just order like I said, like seventy bucks, I think. You know what's funny? The first set of coil springs I ever bought were the Rubicon, yeah, Rubicon Express three fives. I cut one link off of them, and those currently sit under Kish's Jeep. Yeah, beats up. Shit. And they still work great. Yeah. So they're short. I've never been a huge YJ fan until I looked at WOD's, like, chass- like their YJCJ chassis. It's fucking pretty cool, and it's pretty affordable, too. Have you Have you looked into any of that kind of shit for it? Uh, no, not really. So, um, it's it's fucking impressive. Like, it's the whole rear is chopped off, and it gives you like insane clearance in the back for whether you want to do a fuel cell or a one to like a one ton setup and keep even probably almost a stock. Like, it's that high up. And their lead time four to six weeks. Obviously, this is not a paid ad or anything because, like, it's like Is this I don't the, know, we don't get the, paid. The JC chassis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dude, with the cage and all, their lead time is like. Oh well, hold on. This isn't with the cage. Oh boy, this definitely just got pricier. Hold on. Let me just uh, <laughs> let me just add all the options that I was looking at before. Um, their lead time is four to six weeks, and like, okay, that just doubled. Anyways, it's roughly like 
six grand for the whole, like the whole cage and the whole entire um, tube chassis for it. Do you get a? That's not. Does it come with the body? No, it doesn't. Obviously, it doesn't. Okay, so you just get the chassis. Yeah, but you can get like a CJ tub and do some sick shit with it. That's dope. I don't know. It just. I've always. uh, Hey, they're right down the road. Paid advertisement. (laughs) (laughs) They are. Realize it, but they're thirty minutes from my house. Oh, perfect. So I don't even have to get shit shipped. I'll just have it sent to your house and then <laughs> come down that's, and grab that's it. That's care- You gotta be careful with that. Luke will have a nice new CJ buggy. So be it. <laughs> um, but I'll be honest. I do I don't, like I'm not that a setup. Fan. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, Why is that? Thing. I don't know. It just looks kind of funky to me. I wouldn't build it that way. It just All doesn't. Right. I don't like the two. It's not that it's bad, Tuberg. I just don't like it. I don't know. It's my irrational brain. Makes sense to me. But I do know that they are a distributor for the 43SX uh, stickies, but they're also hold or they're uh, offering the Mega SX 45s. So that's cool. Are you going to get some 45s? We got got one guy that runs in our club. We got one guy that runs the 43s. Seems like they work really good with big horsepower. Uh-huh. Um, he has a six-liter LS buggy. Um, and we actually got a guy on with a Toyota that runs the – what's the Mickeys? Uh, are they 43s? They're 43s. Baja right? Pro 43s? Yeah, or, yeah. He runs them. Baja whatever. XS. SX. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. We have a guy that runs those, and he really likes them too. So Is that I'm a, the old Toyota motor, that the 22RE? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it still is. Fuck um, oh, yeah, it, 22 hours. It, hey, it does work. I'll, I'll give it that. I mean, it does work. They love so, them just as much as a four liter, so I'm down for it. Yeah. Not trying to divert too far, but there's oh, a God. dude in Alabama that's got a buggy listed right now. Toy axles with a two point, whatever it is, supercharged EOTAC. On forty-inch reds, and the thing's fucking sick. Are you saying this because you want to buy it? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. I think we <laughs> there was a conversation about this rig, and he uh, he's not buying it. We've determined, but no, oh, that was a different rig. That one was the three-point-eight supercharged no, rig. Gotcha, he didn't gotcha. want to trade. This guy said he wants a streetable rig. Do it. Do it. I'm debating it. <laughs> fucking love it. I will. I will say one thing as far as tires are concerned, though. Like, I'm diehard reds. Diehard. Really? So, yeah, outside I mean, of stickies, though, what's your favorite tire? Oh. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty biased, I guess, to BFG. I like BFGs, but um, I actually would like to try the tire I just put on my tow rig. Um, I put a set of ridge grapplers on it, so I would wouldn't mind a try a nitto of some sort. Maybe a what's a what's their is it trail grappler? grapplers? Yeah, I, would, I think they'd be cool to try. They're um, a great tire. Yeah, I, 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 run I, I know. I know a guy with forty that has a set of forties, and he really likes them. I run yeah. them. I really like them. Now, what would you say is your like most hated tire? Oh, um. Okay, I'm gonna get a lot of lot of. There's two two that I really hate. Okay, um, pitbull anything. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Little shit bowls. Hell yeah. Fuck those things. And uh, this this is where I'm going to catch a lot of slack, but I don't really care. Uh, I rocks. Oh, that's there's no okay. slack. Okay. I hate them. But I never why you hate them. I've never run. So we have a guy that uh, we have a guy in our club. <laughs> no, uh, he comes wheel, wheels with us a lot. And one time, I mean, it was just a freak accident, really, but not straight, you know, slammed bald um 37s i had he i watched him he's got a toyota on uh 42 the 42 inch sticky irox mm-hmm. so um i don't know if y'all have ever seen them i don't you don't see They're them big. very much but they, no yeah. i've seen big ones but i don't know if they were stickies yeah these i believe these were stickies um graham because Rob had a pair of forty inch or forty two inch sticky irox. Oh, they were okay. So they oh, were yeah, his stickies. Yeah, they were. Nope. He told me otherwise. So, because I was talking with him about buying them, and he told me they weren't. That he lied to me because he definitely told me they were stickies. stickies. I know that they do make them though. Yeah. Um, oh. but th- this guy, uh, did I, we was at a pri- uh, a private piece of land a friend of ours and he went he went he tried and tried to make this climb this rocky climb and i come up right behind him and mine and just went right up and i remember i got this up like man fuck you <laughs> no and i just i mean i'm not I'm, i don't want to really hate on them because i have seen them do work the stickies like they they the, anything sticky is awesome for the most part yeah. but um, no, my but just, patagonia stickies still suck dick I don't know anything about them. Um, <laughs> Listen, man. Yeah. All I'm going to tell you is when you're on your sixth run of hoping the tire breaks in and you've been banging rev limiter for two minutes trying to get them hot and then a Jeep on 35s walks up the same obstacle that you're on, it hurts a little bit. Oh, yeah. yours, yours weren't stickies though. No, nah, but fuck Mile Stars. So their stickies suck too. <laughs> because you're, okay. you're talking about the time that Marvell walked up the big that the doubles. No, it was you, motherfucker. Which one? Uh, we were at Kish's that time, and you went up the fucking double step in the back like it was fucking nothing. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> okay. To be fair, though, that exact situation happened every time you went out with the Pats. Hey, maybe them grabbers are just up to something. You know, jerk them up anymore, but hey, they work. <laughs> those nettos will take you around the back of the schoolyard and beat your ass, boy. So, to be fair, though, the only reason that I even uh, like jerk the grabbers off to any extent is simply just for the fact that they do have weird tendencies to have grip when I do not expect them to. Like, there is multiple... Oh, like, what, grabbers? General yeah. grabbers, yeah. The, yeah, the, the X3, not those shitty ones. Genital grabbers. Yeah. 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 Watch the genitals, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, going like, back... there's been... Sorry, God, you're good. You're good. Going sorry. back to the IROC, sorry if I totally just no, no, derailed good. you again, Cody, but... Uh, I don't care. Um... I had the smoothest I, transition of asking a tire question in my entire life. All right, I'm stoked. Right I know. Now. Yeah, it worked pretty well. So, <laughs> and we only, didn't have to remind you. The only reason I like IROCs 
is because I've had this one. How old is it, Luke? From it's from 2007. Yep. I have a 2007 IROC. It's a 36 IROC, or it is now something like that. Uh, 17 inch rim that I just run as a spare. It's always been my spare tire whenever I blow a uh, a trep radial, which I don't have uh, anymore. But right. whenever I'd blow a trep radial, I'd throw the IROC on, and the IROC didn't give a fuck what it hit. I don't know what pressure it's uh, is in the tire. It's probably around you know 20, but the thing was rock hard. You could jam it into anywhere, and it didn't it didn't care. The treps were really squishy tires, and I liked them because of that. Uh, you know, they, they got me up a lot of obstacles, but the trap or the, the IROC on the other hand was just this stiff as a board tire that if I, especially as a trail rig, it made sense because uh-huh. I could, even if I popped a tire, I'd always have one and it would be dependable, even though I, it was questionable on the highway. I can agree a hundred percent because of mine that I own. I own a set of 36s and those things were just as old, if not older than yours. And those things, yeah, they didn't squish. They had grip every once in a while when yep. you really wouldn't expect it, but they, they couldn't die. Mine yeah. had major gouges out of the sidewalls and it didn't give a fuck. No. And it just kept on going. That's the only benefit to them is they're, I mean, it's like running a Humvee tire yeah. or something. They're just, insane. I mean, swampers, Swampers in general are pretty tough. I mean, they really are. Yeah. Um, they take they take the abuse. I mean, I'm just that hard. I, I'm just that hard red because it, it's one of those it's one of those things I did to my Jeep that when I did it, it was a game changer. Like it it was like magic. Like I bought a set of stickies that barely had lugs on them, and I was like, this is stupid. And then. It walked everywhere, and I was like, "This is just, like I don't have to rev limiter all the time anymore. It's awesome." I will. Well, kind of awesome. I still like rev limiter. But. <laughs> I am a. I like the IROC as a tire. Um, it might be the New Englander in me speaking, but they were always like, how do I put it? They were the bar, right? They weren't like the best tire out there. But they were always an acceptable tire, and they always did good. It didn't matter really, like, what you put them in. They would work in the snow. They were okay in the mud. If you flipped them around backwards, they worked amazing in the rocks. Not amazing, like, in regards to a sticky, but I would say that an IROC is comparable to a Nitto Trail Grappler if it's ran on a beadlock and all of that. I would give a set of 40 stickies a try without a second thought. Um, And as far as I know, the 42s have always been garbage. You are right, because they did have grip in the snow in a really weird way. And I'm guessing it's just because the snow couldn't pack in the tread because there was like (laughs) five inch gap in the tread. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, but mine were pretty fucking bald, and I was able to truck through. What do we have? Like eighteen inches, nineteen inches of snow that day. And, Luckily, uh, there yeah. was there were battlegrounds. Yeah, battlegrounds. Luckily, yeah, there was no day. anywhere. But no, fuck that day. That was a great day. What do you mean? Fuck that day. I got to pass you like wide open, just trugging through fresh powder. It was fucking awesome. What do you mean? <laughs> fuck that day. Yes, we know hey, you had. Hey, just be glad you PTSD. trailered that day. Yeah. I know, I'm so fucking happy. 
you know who you know what also happened that day? I got a stinger shoved through my back hatch. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, oh, was that the same day? Uh, no, no so the, the hatch was already broken, but we were sitting in pretty much traffic deciding if we were going to go down the really disgusting blue or we were going to keep going up the green. And Graham just came in behind me, literally shoved his stinger up into my Jeep. <laughs> A boner bar. <laughs> that was That's awesome. awesome. That is so cool. Um, uh, maybe it's a surprise. It's the, it was it was the most also... obnoxious stinger bumper you probably would have ever seen. It was. I miss it, though. Me and I my, remember I that don't day. miss it, but I I do miss its uh, you know, antics that I could get up to with it. It was yeah. iconic. It was. Um, real quick though, to go back to that day, I missed playing air traffic controller going up that last hill. I had to wait until everyone cleared the bend at the top, and then I would be like, "All right, you gotta punch it and just second gear rev limiter up this eighteen inch." Pack powder snow <laughs> hill, and it was like if you weren't. You mean after limits, after I took ten minutes to go up the fucking hill? You why yeah. did you? You went first. Uh, we've talked about this before, but yeah, you going first was <laughs> it was a terrible great. fucking idea. It was fucking great because like me and my two buddies in my jeep, we were going up, and all of a sudden it just slowed down, and then all three of us just start bouncing. I don't know why. <laughs> But the bouncing started fucking helping. So, like, we're literally singing, like, you know, the song with, like, the, the what's that, like, the train where it's like, I think I can, I think I can. We're doing that while bouncing the fucking Jeep up and down, and it slowly just went, and then just kept on going. <laughs> it was great. Like, that was the first time I ever heard Graham hit Rev Limiter, and Colin was solidly on Rev Limiter in, like, third gear by the time he passed me as I waved them to go up the hill. <laughs> Good times. Uh, yeah. Great day. Definitely, I mean, I destroyed my Jeep a lot that day. All worth it. Always, always so, worth it. Breaking, tearing yep. stuff up is always worth it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter the damage. Stuff. On the note of yeah. always worth it, this is your time to sell why it's worth it for us to move our trip to the Good Evening Ranch. Oh, okay. Well, alright. So, Well, first off, I'm going to Winrock next um, in a month. Speaking of um, which, if you're going to be at Windrock, do you care if I come up and drink beer? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> you can come up and drink beer if you want. You can, but you should bring your Jeep. I mean, that might be doable. Um, and this is this is kind of bad. I've been to Windrock only once, and I went um with some people that didn't. I don't not only one of them I think had been the Windrock and um he didn't know the trail system that well. So my first experience at Windrock was not the best because I didn't know it that well. And I'm sad. So I'm really excited um to go in April because I'm going with a group that's very experienced with it. So it well my club it. my club. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean they've been going for years and years. So um that's just one place that I really haven't been to AOP. Yeah, I, I definitely want to try that too. Our our whole club's talking about going there at some point. Um, uh, we just we're going the thirteenth through the fifteenth with Trail Trash. Uh, Is that May? Yep, yep. Man, every almost it seems like every weekend in May I got something going on. It's almost all four wheeling related. Like 
I think I'm going to the ranch twice in May, actually. One of them's a comp weekend. Um, mm. I'm 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 spotting for a for a um for a competitor. So, so you you keep talking about this uh, the competition stuff. So what what does that all entail? Hold up, hold up, hold what? up. He <laughs> was supposed to, the to sell ranch. the good evening. Oh, ranch. okay. Yeah, sell uh, the good even, sell... evening ranch. We'll come back. Okay, I will. I'm gonna sell West Virginia wheeling as a as like a whole. Like there's. There's a lot of untalked about places there that's awesome. And um, I'll start with Good Evening for Luke. Um, Good Evening Ranch, we – so we did like a – our club did like a – I like to call it Tour Day West Virginia. Um, we, we took all of uh, – like three or four of us took a week off and just trailered to four different spots in West Virginia. Like made a whole week of it. It was awesome. It was one of my – favorite wheeling experiences um and the last place we went was good evening and and the cool part of it was no one with us had ever been there um it good evening was open years ago and i i don't know the full details but apparently it was like they had like it was like some tiger king stuff going on like it was like all these tigers and like animals they had like running in the woods <laughs> What? And, yes, <laughs> and and you could you could wheel there too though. But then it it's with slowly, tigers. I don't know. Okay. They sold it, got rid wow. of all that stuff. It was apparently a mess. Um, but it, they had these awesome lodges, or like a it's got one big lodge that has like nine rooms in it and a shared kitchen in the bottom, and you can rent the the rooms like a hotel room. I think it's like a hundred and five bucks a night. Um, and the. The rooms are nice. They don't have TV in them or anything, but super nice. Like, uh, it looks like a cabin when you go into it. And uh, they have they have individual bathrooms. Um, obviously, heat and AC. Like, it's it's nice. It's like staying at a hotel almost without TV. Um, no, we don't need TV. You're in the woods, anyways. And then they have various cabins all throughout this place. Now, today it's used as um, like a horse ranch. Um, they do a lot of horse shows there. But wheeling has taken off there. They around this whole ranch, they have like three ponds. You can fish. They have a pool. They actually just opened a restaurant um, so on it's the like premises. A resort. Yeah, it's it's it pretty much is, and it's twenty dollars a day to wheel. Um, the cabins, like I run it. <laughs> my dad, I don't. I might have mentioned this earlier, but uh, my dad is retired now and he likes the Jeep stuff and he's always had them off and on, but he finally bought one that like is um, like somewhat he can wheel. Like it's 35 Rubicon four to one case and locked and all that. And uh, my mom and dad are actually coming and me and my wife's going to bring our son. So like my mom doesn't care about four wheeling at all. So she'll probably like hang out at the, at the cabin take care of my son uh, and my wife too, they, she, she'll probably ride some, she does like to go four wheeling, but, um, um, like they can hang out and walk outside and like go see the horses and stuff while we go four wheeling all day. Yeah. It's all, all the, um, all the wheeling is literally based around the property and you're never far from the cabin, from your trailer, from, um, you know, anything. So you can wheel till lunchtime and still like 
eating out on the trail somewhere, you can just ride back, make food, go back out. You need to fix something. It's all right there. Uh, there's a gas station out not far from the property. So um, I, I can't stand the good about it. Like it's good. So we used to, and I'm not knocking Roush by no means, but we used to do our labor or yeah, Labor Day trip. I'm sorry, Memorial Day trip um, to Roush every year. But it makes more sense to go to Good Evening just because everything's right there. We don't have to camp down the road and, you know, and, and it's closer for us. It's only three hours away. Um, and we really, like, everyone just really enjoys it. Like, like I said, a lot of our, most of our club, our club started in 97. So most of the people in the club have families now. So it's a great place to bring your kids. Yeah. And, and they can ride dirt bikes, side-by-sides, whatever. Um, they're not picky, so that's nice. Just, um, it's not that much further than Roush, so I've been like lobbying to get that considered for the Web Wheelers Ball for uh, a different place to go. What's the um? What's the the variance in difficulty like there? Is it uh? I mean, mild to wild. Mostly yes. wild, mostly mild. Yeah. Okay. Mild, mild to wild. Like you could, um, yeah, you can wheel whatever you want there and have fun. I would say, um, I will say this: some of we know some guys that guys that um are like into straight, you know, buggies, four four wheel steer and stuff, and some of them guys cut some trails. So if that tells you anything, like. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at least the the buggy guys are looking at it and cutting trails. That's when you know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that a property's good, but that's when it's like getting the right attention that it yeah. needs. And, um, and it does have stuff for everybody. Like, um, you know, you can definitely. I most of the stuff I would almost basically all of it. There's not a trail there. I don't think I wouldn't run like one at least lockers. You know, but then, mm-hmm. but then like they have a whole comp section like. They have a something called the playground there, and that's that's honestly one of my favorite places because I can just go in there and run stupid lines and and enjoy like just pick what I want to do, and yeah. and that's where they run their comp course too. It's it's kind of like how Roush has a comp course, like yeah, you know, it's off to its own and right up Cody's alley. Oh yeah, it, it's a yeah. really. Um, and where is this again? West Virginia. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Summers, right outside of Summersville. So technically um, closer than Tennessee. It yeah. is, yes. Ooh, you uh, come down. You come down. Um, so y'all are coming from. How do y'all? If y'all would go to Tennessee, which way do you go? Eighty-one. Eighty-one is yeah, the okay, only so, way to do it. So you probably have been by where I live. Like I live, like the JMU exit here, and when you come through Harrisonburg, JMU exit. Like I'm I've blown past in, that at like two in the morning. Or not I'm ten minutes morning, from there. I'm minutes. ten or fifteen. Yeah, I'm ten or fifteen minutes from there. So, oh, am. so we jump on eighty one. We jump on eighty one all all the way to uh, where you get on sixty four west, and then you go like you're going towards Beckley, West Virginia, and you get off not far past Lewis or West Virginia. Um, so basically, once you get out of Virginia, you're not fifty miles. Uh, maybe not even fifty miles. From getting off the interstate, and then it's like forty-five minutes right off the exit. Where is it off? Of? Oh, you said bad. it was. 
not far from Lewisburg. Yeah, oh, Somersville. Okay. It's not the exit's not too far from Lewisburg. There's probably another way. Uh, oh, oh no, is that well, smack dab in the middle? No, never mind. That's, uh, oh, I guess it sort of is. Type in type in Canvas, West Virginia. That's that's what the actually when you type the address in, that's what it is. I think you can actually Google map the the Good Even Ranch, and I think it'll come up. It's oh, telling yeah, it me nine hours. Up. Oh shit, that ain't bad. Let's go. No, that's way further. Now, if you look at it on the map, I mean, I know where Tremont is roughly, and uh, it looks like a much further distance. But I guess you're out of the uh, chaos of the East Coast at that point. Yeah, you yeah. literally. Oh, my you, only. You literally. Point with it. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say once you hit 64, like 64 West, the traffic melts away like usually there's yeah. none huh. it's wild yeah so my from was, my house the good evening ranch is 10 hours what there is no way richie that's what it's telling me i just i i just look googled the good evening ranch that's weird just that's what it's telling me there am i dyslexic no did i read something wrong than... Because where they're talking about going to, I cleared that exit from Boston in eight hours. Yeah, it's saying nine hours and ten minutes for me. Yeah. Yeah. Eight hours hours from Boston's bullshit. Summersville, yeah. I mean, Canvas is actually... It's a 12-hour drive for me. Yeah, it... I'm I'm telling you I'm looking at it right now on Google Maps and it's telling me the quickest yeah. route is nine hours fifty eight minutes. I'm with you, Richie. That makes more sense. I mean, either way, if we're going out that direction, it's going to be a long ass drive. So, uh, the, the, I'm in. I'm down for whatever. The one, one other place. Well, two other places really um, that I want to kind of hype up is this isn't probably is good for you guys because it's going to be even more distance but um because it's like four and a half five hours for me um but i'm sure y'all have heard of hatfield mccoy trails yeah down um i know about the hog folks folk versus the dog folk though i know about their story i don't know about the trails <laughs> well the trails <laughs> so it's a big side like all you hear people talk about hatfield mccoy is the side by side this side by side that four wheelers you know atvs and like dirt bikes and stuff so but they actually have now they have three like um truck place well jeep whatever wheel and rig places um but the two i I haven't been to the newest one but the two they're like south of charleston one of them is just outside of charleston west virginia and the next one's like 45 minutes um the one that's like right outside is ivy ivy uh, there's ivy and there's bear wallow and I'm trying to set up with my club this year to go to both hit Bear Wallow first and then come. Bear Wallow is literally solid. drive to Virginia and slit your throat if I don't get a phone call. Okay. Jesus Christ. I will call you. All right. <laughs> oh, my fuck, God. I will do. People don't no, want to hang out with you that bad, Luke. Holy fuck, man. 
<laughs> I mean, no, I see, that. that's why he said that, Cody, is because people don't want to hang out with him. Exactly. Oh, Richie yeah. understands so you, it. So you death threat them, and yeah. then they'll want to hang out with you. Then they want to hang out with you. That's called like a movie or something. You can't do that. Listen, whether it's because of mutual enjoyment or out of fear <laughs> from one party, hanging out is hanging out. It is. <laughs> he is correct. No, nah, but um, that's that, not that far for me to make a road trip. Um, I think Ivy for the Hatfield and McCoy trails is six and a half hours. Yeah, so that's not bad at all. So, um, Bear Wallow, Bear Wallow is a solid day, day, maybe two days. Um, and then. Ivy is Ivy. You can have fun at for a long time, um, or for a couple. Definitely for like a solid three days, maybe more. Um, like if you wheel all day and we hit all the trails, like you can have fun for a solid probably three days. Um, the cool thing about both of those trails, or the whole trail system, rather, you pay fifty bucks. You you do have to wear a helmet, but you you can wear like a basically a more or less. Bike a helmet. snowboarding, yeah, yeah. helmet, yeah. A brain bucket. Um, yeah, yeah, and you slap a sticker on your helmet. Fifty bucks is for the year, <laughs> so you can come back all you want, <laughs> and you can run anything in their trail system. And the really cool thing is, in West Virginia, or at least through the Hatfield McCoy system, um, you can like Bear Wallow. The cabins we stay at actually are right at a trailhead. So you can go in, but you can come out at another exit or another trailhead, and it comes out in like downtown Logan, West Virginia. You can drive whatever you want. You can drive a four wheeler if you want to, and like hit up the McDonald's drive through, or like go to Advanced, or <laughs> you can drive your rig. I drove straight slam stickies, like just cruising down in the road, no windshield on my YJ, <laughs> and like you can hit up whatever you need, and then go back. To wheeling, you can go back to um, go back to camp. Whatever you gotta do, it's really right. awesome. So I stand behind my threat, but I was incorrect. It's five hours and forty minutes. So you're really not that much further away than me. No, not at all. So if there's a, um, the only thing that I ask. Is that I'm allowed to sit by the fire with a twelve pack of Yangling? No, that's not allowed. Unacceptable. You're gonna sit in the corner, Man. away from the fire in the dark, where nobody can see you. Okay. Do I that's have to park get my jeep up against the wall and like look at the wall while you're gonna threaten everybody to hang out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I threatened you to get you to come and hang out too, and look at where that got you. You, you haven't know, killed me yet, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you actually decided to hang out. Well, yeah, that's West the... Virginia. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna continue with the rambling. I was just gonna say West Virginia wheeling is a different I don't know. It's just it's kinda on your waist. Like to me, it gets into the southern wheeling, like like your first stop. Like it's different. It's kinda weird to me. You might think I sound crazy, but it's like it's funny how the rocks change from like oh, I, dude, I get it. Like gore so you all probably aren't familiar with gore too much, but 
Thor's 45 minutes. Okay. 40, no, it's about an hour and a half for me. About an hour and a half. Winchester's 45, so yeah. Almost an hour and a half. So that's one place we'll also hit up for a day trip a lot. Um, That's where you really start, or that's like the last stop to me before you start seeing the rocks kind of change. Like, they're very similar to Roush, I think. Gore is. And then once you start coming south, like, more than that, it's like, it's more washed river rock, like red clay and hmm. red rock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's different. And I don't know. There's smooth and slick rocks, and I don't know. They make for a good time. They really do. Yeah, that, uh... The... Wind rocks are very similar. And, and, and obviously Harlan. Yeah. Yeah. Harlan's weird, dude. It's like fucking this gross slime ball mud. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. And it's all different colors, too. You end up with, like, five layers worth of dirt on your Jeep uh, just from all the different spots. It's like you get a light color, and then you get a dark color, yeah. and then you get another light <laughs> color. It's pretty funny. We did uh, a guy in... Um, so we there's a, there's a guy that... Um, part of our... I guess we call it our sister club, I guess, but um, Baltimore. They're from Baltimore. Um, and he's... Uh, He's he's set up a cool trip before, uh, and it's like ultimate adventure style. Um, and the first time I ever did it, we this was one reason why I kept tags on my Jeep. Um, we hit up, we we you have you had to drive everywhere. Um, but we did Gore. We did that private property I was telling you about uh, in West Virginia that my buddy has. Mm-hmm. Um. We did Hots Mountain, and then we run George Washington National Forest. But the cool thing was we had to drive everywhere in ultimate adventure fashion. Yeah. So we did like 600 miles in my YJs, six or 700 miles all together. And like, it was just a super cool trip. But yeah, it, we when you got back, you had like 18 different shades of mud on your... Yeah. <laughs> just we, going to all the different spots. Yeah, we actually did the trip one other time, but we didn't have a high turnout, so we just we just trailered everywhere. And mm-hmm. it was like three or four of us, and we actually did Harlan, Winrock, um, the Flats, which no longer exists. It was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a cool spot. Yeah, it's it's gone now, but um, it was pretty cool. But it's just cool to see Southern Wheeling versus versus going a little yeah, more north. It's definitely different. It's a completely different uh, style of yeah, um, for sure. You need to approach it just completely different. I mean, that it makes yeah. total sense why everybody does the high horsepower, big tire stuff down there. It's just yeah, whereas around here you can get away with a tiny buggy um, without a ton of horsepower. I mean, you still need to but get I on it. But it's it's just it's tighter. You can't have some of the fat rigs that they've got out there. Like you can't have a full on bouncer in most cases. You can probably get yeah. away with it, but it's rough. But I watch like I know I watch your all's some of your all's videos and like Collins, mm. and you all do like to think you're rock bouncers. Yes, so. yes. We... <laughs> <laughs> There's some spots. I mean, uh, you can't deny that. Yep. No, I can't. 
it's it it's pretty fun to just sit on it sometimes. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like, listen, oh, our our vehicle manufacturers gave us like what six or seven thousand RPM limits mm, there, no, and yeah. you know what we Five. we like we <laughs> sorry, <laughs> gauges. <laughs> Sorry, gauges, gauges. It the, doesn't the go actual past gauge five, goes got up a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But we like to use as much of what we're provided with. Exactly. It's like buying a Hellcat and only using the 500 horsepower key instead of the 700 horsepower key. Is that a thing? I paid for the tech. I'm going to use the tech. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, it's um. It's just like my know. old Focus. I paid for a whole speedometer. I'm gonna use the whole speedometer. Oh my god! <laughs> my my dad. I told I told um I told Luke this the other day. My dad is ultimately convinced. Like, yeah, he's old school. Like he changing oil with like like he really like studies oil and like tries to put the right thing and everything yeah. and like really cares about that kind of stuff and. And he laughs at me because I would like dump like Walmart like super tech in, <laughs> in my motors and they just bounce the rev limiter and he's like he's like, I, I think I'm convinced that you just have to like run the piss out of four O's for them to survive, which I know Luke's not the right case for saying that, but um Can confirm. Knock Luke's on not wood the right case for a lot of shit. <laughs> knock on wood, I've broke a lot of things, but I've I shouldn't say this. I've never blown up a four O. Yeah, I, uh, I just yeah. hit it a Luke, little harder. No, Luke is a an outlier. He buy the Man. he buys these grandma owned two hundred thousand mile like literally worst case scenario for a four O and uh, expects them to last, and then wonders why the crankshaft breaks in half. I will say one thing: my YJ now it's got two hundred thousand on. It's probably one of the best run four O's I've ever had, but I have run it um, on the Revlon for a long time twice this has happened twice and both at good even ranch weirdly enough um and i ran it for a while in the rev under a couple times and it like got noisy at the top end i let off and it quieted up but it scared me a little bit um it just i don't know what happened sound funky huh. but it, it it came back to life so. yeah <laughs> i mean i don't, well, I, I, don't I don't question it i don't yeah. question it no it's better to not yeah, I don't know how. I mean, just make this an editing mark. I don't know how he's echoing through me. It's only him. No, I don't it's know fine. If, if, I, if I see that happen, I just mute you because it's Bro, it, it's not for long. I literally have him down to 10. It's your, it's it's your headset. You, you got to get a headset. <laughs> or I could just fucking do this. Give me one sec. I'm going to use this opportunity to rip a quick piss. I'll be right back. All right. Oh my god. I mean, we're at, just to clarify, we're almost at two hours, so... Oh keep shit. That in mind. Holy fuck. Yeah. We gotta get on and talk about the, uh... Uh, uh... Do this, is this better? Or is this worse? That's fine. I mean, it doesn't... use. It definitely is different. I would just leave it as it is, otherwise it's gonna be jarring. Uh, like it's easier for jarring. me to just... I just... Whenever I spot you backfeeding, I mute you. And I unmute when nobody's talking, because then I assume oh, you're gonna gotcha. be trying to ask something. So, yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, just... I could just, is it really that much of a difference? Yes. It's a massive difference. Like worse or better? Worse. I mean, worse. Not, your, your audio sounds shitty when you do that. My audio sounds shitty right now. It used to. Yeah. You're changing things. 
No, I'm just holding a microphone. So I am changing things based off the fact if I'm moving it closer to my mouth or further away from my mouth. Yes. Fuck my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Alrighty. Well, then I'm just gonna... All right. Well, let's uh roll back into it. Where the where the fuck did we leave off? Hold on one second. I'm gonna take a piss. <laughs> Alrighty. That's not a bad idea. I'm gonna go take a piss. That's... Test. Better. Okay. Much better. I don't know. Nice. Noise. Yeah, I don't know. I, I usually don't have this many problems with echoing. Like, I do have problems with echoing, but like, it's like a whole new level of problems with echoing. That's it's fine. You you ordered the Sennheiser like a couple weeks ago, so no, I haven't. I'm back. I got bills to pay, bro. I can't spend the hundred bucks on a fucking headset. I got Jeep parts, bills, and saving for Tennessee. Headset ain't on the list. I'm gonna just buy the two dollar fucking mount so that way I can just use my boom mic again and figure all that shit out again. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sadly. Just for the Welcome side. Back, Colton. Back on some shit. So on that note, should we um pick back up and oh never mind, Graham's not here. No, but let's just uh we gotta work. We are almost at two and a half or two hours, so Yeah. We can uh, start Colton, this is not a dig against you. You've been fucking awesome. But we're going to start tapering down in the next 15 minutes to half hour. No, so we need to start sticking to this. No offense to Colton, but we always say our limit is two hours and we always and push us. And we're at no. 145. Yes, yeah, two and a half was hey, great. Well, I'm glad I was interesting enough to talk to for oh, yeah. um, that long. So that's, that makes Back, me happy. Yeah. And Cody, it's been two and a half hours since we had that meeting. Alrighty, I'm back. Meeting. Wait, what meeting? Where we all talked about setting limits on times. I thought it was two hours this whole time. No, two. No, and a half. two and a half. Okay, well then, no, I'm good. I'm still good on time and all that. I'm just. I'd like to try to stick to that as much as possible because we never actually stick to it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine if we go over. In most cases, everybody. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm good a... until nine, so that's kind of where. Yeah. yeah, we got plenty of time. Yeah, uh, same here. So let's get back into it right now. Minor technical difficulties, but no, it was an intermission. It was it, it was a pee break and uh, minor. Well, now you said it. Yeah, minor technical difficulties, bodily functions, technical difficulties, the good stuff. Um, Technically speaking, bodily functions can be a technical difficulty. Yeah, true. It is, it is technical. Um, <laughs> did we leave at a good point for to start talking about the uh, the competition stuff? I've been Either way, let's just roll into it. Alrighty, competition yeah. stuff. Tell us about that. You've you've hinted at that All a right. few times, and if we don't ask about oh. it, people are going to get on our case. <laughs> so, um. I... So really, the the first time it ever kind of interests me was where, like Sam was talking about, um, 
where well, I, I know that he did some stuff at Roush, and I, I thought that was cool the first time I ever did, saw that. And it, it kind of started for me um, with Crozé, which I've talked about before. And I know Luke's asked me about it a couple times before. Um, they used to do a, a, a small little comp. You just basically cone dodged, and they like had to run these courses, and it was pretty cool. Um, you know, buddy of mine did it a couple times, and it was fun. But I didn't do it for a while after that. And then when I got hanging out with Shenandoah Valley Four Wheelers, um, well, when I got hanging out with them, um, they did. Hello, I think we may have lost you right there. He gone, send him back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, oh, there, I lost there we go. You're back now. Can you hear okay. me now? Yep. Keep going. How, where did I fall off at? Shenandoah Valley four-wheel drive. Okay. Yep. Okay. So so when I started hanging out with Shenandoah Valley four-wheelers, um, I got doing, or they were doing RC rocks. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that at Roush Creek. Yep. Okay. Okay. So... I didn't get into RC rocks um, necessarily because that was like an individual comp. Started hanging out with them. We started doing um, the club comp, which is you get four rigs together from your club and you all four compete, but you can compete at different levels. Like they do like a class one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. Um, My rig currently sets at like a class three, which kind of sucks because it's built too big. It's built, it's built big enough to be a class three, but it's like too, it, it's going to get, I mean, it doesn't, but it's, it can get its ass handed to them sometimes, handed yeah. to it sometimes because it's not to the level that some of the, well, you know, the yeah, top it's not using the modern class threes are. Standard yeah. I don't stuff. have like, yeah. Driving. I don't have like experience yeah. can beat that, but you know, it's true. Only to so, so much of an extent sometimes, especially yeah. with spring. Like, I don't have. Oh, come on now. Spring Under is awesome. Does that ever hang you up? I'm sorry, I'm, this is another tangent. This is another one I've been hanging on to. You don't have issues with that? I don't have issues with it. I oh. really don't. I've, I don't know. It works. I, I like it. it. It works really good. It probably is incredibly stable. There are built-in fucking ramps for the entire yeah, undercarriage. Basically. Yeah. basically. Oh, my um, three-link floor control arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, yeah. So back to competition yeah so i don't have like front dig or anything like that so that's oh. kind of hindering is that um, used a bunch in a in competitions yeah yeah you can in certain classes yeah um so i actually did start in the xj doing club comp and um actually that was like its last hurrah um before i scrapped it was a uh, club comp but then as i as years have come here um I'm still doing club comp here and there, but like I said, uh, a couple people in our club do the X Rock series, which is considered a professional rock crawling um, comp. Huh. And, and from it? not yet. Um, not I think. Well, <laughs> they. No, I, just, I was just for a second, like the definitive term. Sorry, that's. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know. Um, it. Yeah, you would think you would, but like, it's 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 like the East Coast. It, it's supposed to be like the East Coast version of We Rock, 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've, so we've talked to uh, crazy kids who do the We Rock stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, so you I'm just professionally have fun. I'm not going to say it's it's exactly like We Rock. Don't let me confuse it. But it's it's sort of the East yeah, Coast it's, it's version. The sort of East Coast of. interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we have a, a two guys that are um, in, into it pretty good in our club, or actually three, um, and they. They do really well at it, so it's something I would like to eventually get into. I've helped a lot with it, like you know, um, just went and hung out, helped work on stuff, helped set for the for the RC Rock stuff. We've for the club comps, I've helped set up courses and things like that. And it's it's pretty fun, and and to be honest with you, like it's a good way to meet other people that like four wheeling. Like, yep. like if you're into something like that, you're probably pretty diehard into it, and it's people you see. Like you'll, you'll go to other comps and other parks and you'll see these people because, you know, they're, they're in the wheeling. Like, um, they're not, they're not half-assed. Yeah. They're not like, just there to buy a yeah. $300 Cherokee people, and beat it in the yeah. first rock garden they see and then leave it there. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, that's pretty much it as far as co- competing. It's just something I kind of want to eventually probably venture my, current yj into to to something i'd more more or less dedicate yeah. that rig to that I've, um, i always found that to be kind of interesting the uh the whole class system for some of that and the the we rock x rock or the rc rock stuff i mean that all sounds it's kind of interesting because and if i had listened and been on the uh the dizzy episode which was two episodes ago at this point um I probably would have gotten more of a taste of you know sort of what goes on with that, but I think the whole class system is really cool because it you know you you don't sometimes with I don't want to say with my rig, but I feel like with a just a general off road rig, you don't really know exactly when to stop. And those classes, it's like okay, you need to build this, and that's what you get to yeah. use. And there you can vary how you're building that, but it's just kind of an interesting challenge yeah. in in that right is yeah. So I'd love to, to do me. I mean, the biggest challenge, honestly, from what I've learned from it all is, you know, driving, your driving skill is important, but honestly, probably the biggest, the biggest thing I've learned from it is your relationship with your, with your spotter. Like we run radios when we do it. And that, that back and forth communication is like key to making it because in a lot of those cases, the small cone, you're coming up to it. And it's like, how, how close are you to hitting this? Like yeah. you can't see it. Not out of, not unless you're in like a full tube buggy or something like that. Like it's, it's really hard to see your, especially on your, you know, your, um, right front or rear. Like you're, you can't see that cone. Yeah. And, and it's, it's all about cone dodging. So, um, that, that communication you have is key. I mean, yeah, communication is key always with the spotter, but I imagine in competition it's even more so. Yeah, and and your throttle response, like, <laughs> um, a lot of the, a lot of the courses, especially, and you all know this, you've been, y'all been to Roush, you've played on the comp course, I'm sure. Like, yep. a lot of those comps, not all, but most of those comps I've been to, they're so sticky. Like, people are worried. Oh, my, my rig sucks. I'm not going to make it. Like. No, you don't worry about your rig because nine times out of ten, you're not going to have a traction issue at all. You're really not. It's just be smart driving and work with your spotter. 
Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah, having imagine having a good spotter. Luke, you leaving has been a a you know a big. Uh, you were definitely the best spotter in our club. Whoa, I'd say I do decent. All right, give me a little bit of credit. Uh, I'm not I mean, as good. I'm nowhere near as good. You're as better me. than me, but <laughs> you're uh you're not you're no Luke. I'll put it that way. It's hard to. Oh, hell no, he has like fucking five years of wheeling on me. You know, uh, I, don't, I just I don't try know. my best to speak clearly. He's, <laughs> he, Luke's got this. Uh, I don't know. He's always been able to. Um, just sort of identify exactly what you're getting what? hung up on and then mm-hmm. translate that into words that you can understand from the driver's seat that uh, just sort of gives you the visualization, right? I don't know. I don't yeah, know how else I, to describe I, it. I guess... 100% agree. 100%. So, so I'm going to use this opportunity to throw there just a go. little bit of shade at you, Graham, for oh. that. Oh yeah, do it. There was he doesn't get enough shit. Do it. There was one point in time. I I almost want to say it was at Mabel. I could be wrong about the location, but you were spotting for me, (laughs) and I kept getting hung up on something. And I looked to you, and you literally just looked me dead in the eye. Was just like wow, and then just stood there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad. Uh I'm sort of just like why aren't why aren't you going? Um uh I could I could definitely work on my spotting skills, I will not lie. You want me to give you the secret? <laughs> what the, the secret? The sauce? You we're going to hear it here. The secret to uh good spotting. Just act like the driver has balls and then convince them that they do. <laughs> Explain what they're hung up on and tell them that they're going to make it with a or what's a good point solid monotone that you always have <laughs> and a little bit of anger that you're stuck on the same obstacle for the fourth fucking try and come on i know you're better than that and they go up it it's amazing richie <laughs> got it. So, so so to sum it up you're talking about disappointed dad level wow that's low no, I don't know I don't if I hit disappointed he's... dad level, but yeah, <laughs> you do. R- Richie, I'm a little upset that you have a specific moment in time that you can remember. I sucked at spotting. <laughs> I think every time I spot, I suck. No, but, there's uh, there's one specific time that you can remember where I was bad at spotting. Do you remember? Uh, no. Anytime you get in front oh, of oh, you, you mean you mean the time at a. Uh, what do you mean at Brookridge? What did, Brookridge, what? when you were stuck on that rock in the center of your dip or in the center of your Jeep and you were just spinning on it like a top. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That time. Yeah. Yeah, that messed my cross member up. Thanks. Like, really I literally bad. just didn't have the words to. T- I was just like, bro, you're in it. I don't know how to help you figure it out. <laughs> like, I'm on the outside and I still think you're fucked. You think you're fucked. We're both thinking you're fucked. I don't know how to help. Yeah. Like, uh, that's Colton, literally where I was. To give at. you some perspective, it. it I was going down this, it was like this little offshoot. It had some big boulders, but that was about it. And I ended up putting my front cross, cross member right on this rock, this pointy-ish rock. It it was not pointy enough to mess anything up, but pointy enough that if you got the belly stuck on it, you basically had almost no wheels hitting the ground. And <laughs> I basically just spun the thing like 90 degrees and just couldn't get off. They had to winch me straight out the way I was pointing, like through the trees to the 
the back to the trail. It was that bad. It was a oh, it was terrible. a rough one. Need some um UH UHMW on the belly. Like that makes all the difference. It just slides right off. Yeah, I, no I've, problem. I've always uh I've thought about doing it. I really ought to do a better belly pan. Um, I did a I did a flat belly on my YJ, and that's what I did. I I skimmed it with UHMW, and it's like I've never been stuck wait, on the belly. What the, what was the words you just said? UHMW? UHMW. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically cutting board material. Oh, that's yeah. Tough. Yeah, it's pretty. And cool. it works that well. It's like it's rigid enough that it's not going to just crack. Well, you under... put it on. Usually, you back it with metal or something. You put it bracing in there. And yeah, it's yeah. So a... I just, I just bolted it to my quarter inch, um, flat belly. Yeah. So you're uh, just looking for the slipperiness. Yeah. Slipperiness. Exactly. It yep. Just it. You cannot. You almost cannot get hung up on it. Like it'll just slide right off if it's got. If it's got any direction, you know, yeah, it'll push you. Any angle at all, it's gonna it's gonna slide right off. Yeah, huh, that makes sense. Cost. I've seen, I've seen that done on sliders too, um, uh, like for both one, side panels. Yeah, one of our guys has not one of our guys, but one of the guys we've wheeled with before has it. I've seen it a few and, times. I don't know where they get it all though. It'd be interesting. Uh, metal suppliers can metal generally suppliers get it. carry the cutting board plastic. Yeah, you because it's generally used order in, it through them. It's used it's in industrial. Uh, yep, gotcha. it's industrial based material. Um, um, I had a, a flight cross member on my XJ, but no cutting board material on it. No, no UHMW, and it like it. <laughs> I had been stuck on the belly still, even with it being flat, lots of times. So yeah, I've got oh. a particularly annoying cross member that likes to get stuck and i don't know if i'm gonna have time to change it before uh it's all back together so that may have to get pushed back so we'll see i'd love to get rid of it it's just a scrape it's the clayton cross member the newer style and it's it's uh, good but it's not flat it's uh yeah. got a lot of stuff you can get hung up on so well you also pushed your links two inches in front of it which doesn't yeah, help. I'm getting rid of that. Uh, I think I'm going to put the links. I think I can get away with the links being in the factory cross member mounts. Um, so if I can do that, I'm going to keep that and just run it for now because I'm fast realizing that I'm running out of time to finish the front and do what I need to do in the back to get it going. So it's not did what you I like to do. The, but, hmm? Did you like the Clayton links? I. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't other than the packaging. It's yeah. it works. It's not a you know. I wouldn't say I was. I'm overly impressed with it. Any three link kit is gonna get you. Get you there. It's all yeah, especially if yeah. you're not, if you're not building it yourself. You're not gonna get the perfect um, angles, right? Like, cause Luke's got however much separation on the front. Seven um, and a half. And what's your anti dive number? Uh, up front, it's like, ah, uh, God, you're making me think. I know. Um, I think it's 120 up front and 120 out back. Okay. Yeah, because mine is like 85-ish, 90, and I mean, it's pretty decent, but 
Uh, yeah, I would. I, I want my up, my upper link could be a little taller, and the factory, the layout that they would have given me with the Clayton crossmember was just never where it should have been. And then when I went to the Dana 50 in the front versus the 30, uh, I had to push the links out because the mounting of the brackets on the axle was too, uh, it wasn't angled right, so it was and just the all going to be out of whack. Yeah, so it just, it doesn't really work great for a one-ton swap, but I yeah. think it's going to work for the new axles, surprisingly. If it doesn't, I have the metal to build a new one, but I'm just trying to save time at this point. But if you're looking for like a pre-built system, I would buy the, cl the cross member and uh, just build the links and be done with it. It's Oh, hey, Cody. Bit. Yeah, like Cody did. Cody's setup works pretty damn well. Yeah, I mean, it works. I mean, I wouldn't say it's damn well, but it works. Compared to 95% of XJ's, that wheel, damn I mean, well. It's also the fact that I'm not a complete moron. Like, I'm like one third of a moron, but like in the sense of like, I'm not even a full moron. Just like, like a third. You know what and I mean? And then you also had the other half of an idiot helping you build it. So we got yeah. like, between the two of us, almost like what would a half plus a third be you know almost three quarters of not an idiot anyways yes but then again like it also was like a complete and utter copy of your rig like i mean my control arms were just barely shorter than yours so longer, be longer? uh well What's you like way 36 lower, 39 Oh, upper. that's nothing. I'm going to 37s, I think. You go, dude. Fuck you, all right? You know what? Maybe 30... I want to be for one second. <laughs> I've got 33-inch lowers up front with a 40-inch upper, and then in the rear... Are you measuring got... eye to eye? Or are you measuring... Eye to eye. Okay. Yeah, mine actually then... is longer than that, but in the bottom a little bit. I stretched it a little more than it used to be. I'm just measuring tube. I'm not even measuring eye to eye. Oh, well, oh back yeah. is... Yeah. We're probably roughly the same if you're measuring tube. Yeah, but I yeah. don't have any stretch. Are you stretching yours? Not at all. Mine's, mine's been stretched, and yours is definitely stretched if you've got 37 lengths. No, it's lengths. not. It's barely... Yeah. No, yeah, it it's is. not. It's barely... Is it yeah, actually... Well, you can push a turkey, actually. measured my, my wheelbase, to be honest with you. You can push... you got a full inch and a half. Dude, yep. that's more than my dick. That's wow, impressive. Um, <laughs> and then this is gonna sound really fucked up, but in the rear of my rig, I've got thirty-one-five lowers with thirty-eight-five uppers. Horrible control arms. Restart. Junk. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. I don't know. I don't know much but, about building a rear. I haven't done it yet. So, uh, but to, to say, but to be fair, yes, you're you're churching up mine, and it does help because I've also really done a good job of listening when, like, like when I first started wheeling, I didn't really know all that much, obviously, like, when I first met you guys, and then now I have grown exponentially to the point of, like, I've tried my best to take everything that everybody tells me and learn from it, so kind of taking that into consideration along with the idea of using a already perf not perfect but a really damn good setup that you masterminded my rig works pretty good well yeah. i just expanded on what colton did oh 
This is back to this again. Back to this <laughs> hand holding where we circle around and say, Who yeah, built the first old... cookie cutter XJ? <laughs> in, in my defense, I did I did end up going to a rock crawler three link on the XJ at one time. I did I did go like long arms at one time. So mm. oh. it didn't it wasn't always on short arms, so Yeah. Well I mean that's yeah, like before the next best thing you can do once you've done all the suspension stuff you can yeah. other than that. Yeah, it's I a mean, there's. Difference. It's funny you go look at like. Well, I don't know if it's the thing anymore, but like back in the day, back in the Jeep forum days, um, I remember reading the TJ section a lot, and guys would run like. They were die hard, short arm people as long as you stay at like two and a half inch of lift, and they made them work really good. Um, it, I still feel like you have binding issues with that. You do you on a do. short arm four link that just you can work. make it work, but I just think for how easy not easy but like for for how little it takes to make like to do a three link, it where it's just it it changes the whole entire rig meaning like the sus- actual suspension feel under flex and how much control you have it like I don't know like actually being level when my thirty five inch tall tire is. 36 inches off the ground it just changes the whole dynamic i mean like i could never go back to a short arm rig ever after doing this yeah yeah i agree but it does work don't get me wrong like you can still have an incredible rig with short arms but just just the level the level that you bump up from doing that it's it's unchangeable yeah you Mm -hmm. get a better ride quality you get more suspension droop it's just a more traction. To me, it wasn't even ever that. Um, I could max out 11-inch travel shocks, which are what's in the front of my Jeep now. It was the feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, and that's 100% it. And that's why, like, that's something that I was trying to explain to um to JB, because he's never seen... So he uh, won a waffle and won a really, really insane crawler, a friend of ours. And he's never seen that rig wheel. Well, the few times that I have, it literally blown me away. It blew me away, pardon me, because that's totally not the right grammar for that sentence, um, with how well it really did. And it's something that I was trying to explain to him before when he was on uh, like a long arm setup with radius arms. It's just like changing i and again luke could do a better job of actually explaining the science behind it with the anti-squat and this and that and the role of the center of the axle and how much your flux capacitor fucking pings off when you're doing 33 miles an hour in first gear like whatever he didn't get to fully understand it and i cannot wait for the first time that he takes that rig out and he just understands completely of like holy fuck why didn't i do this to my own rig back then like obviously not the three link and all the craziness but it's like an actual full long arm three link setup yeah but no, that that rig's insane. It's gonna be a huge change for him from his XJ. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> it's it's gonna be great. But but anyways, I have a quick question about your uh your beginnings of the internet with wheeling and all that stuff. Why did you feel that you needed to share what you were doing? You know what I mean? Like, as you say that. Yeah. It's nothing crazy, yada, yada, yada. And like we say, oh, it's a cookie cutter style. But <laughs> you had a feeling that people would care. And you were fucking right. What made you do it? I mean, back in that day, like 2006, is 
So I, I looked back not too long ago. I actually like joined Jeep Forum in like 05 or 06. Um, and that, you know, what, what got me wanting to even start a build thread was um, I looked back on, like I would look at, you know, drill over pirate builds all the time. And like, I thought they were so cool. And, you know, there's so much tech back then. Like yeah. not, you know, not like Facebook and Instagram today. Yeah, like there's cool. no tech, but, but, um, and I thought that was cool. And I was like, man, I want to build, I want to start a build thread. But, you know, as we, if you read pirate, you knew like, you're kind of a bitch if like you didn't have tons. So you wouldn't <laughs> get on pirate and post your build yeah. unless he was like, not scared to get, you know, berated for it. So, um, sure. so I you were so, action fab. Yeah. <laughs> action fab of half time. Yep. Or <laughs> stock, stock axles. Um, but I, so uh, on Jeep form, you know, and you know, I, I don't know if you all were on there. I know Luke was, but uh, like, I never had an account and I didn't get into it early enough to, for the forum scene to like still be really thriving, but yeah, know, I've, I've read through a lot of it. That stuff is, I mean, it's amazing how long that stuff stuck around yeah. for and is like still so how relevant well, it is, which is kind of unfortunate. Like that, the fact that some of these old, old builds are still like what people are referencing when they go back to look at stuff yeah, because it's and just not this, what people do. To this anymore. day, I still go back and try to grab tech off of like, something I, I need to do to my rig now or something like that. I'm like, man, I, I'm sure like I can find this on pirate or, yeah. or, you know, but, but like back then I, I thought, you know, I'm, I always thought build threads were cool. So I was like, well, I'm gonna start one on G form. And, and I don't think I was like the only one doing that or anything. Like everyone was doing that. But to be honest, other than I know Sam was on there there weren't really any more, um, dare I say, built XJs. Like his had, his had, Sam's had half ton, or the had a 44 and a 60, I think. Yep. And that was super badass during that time. Like no one was, not many people was doing stuff like that. I'm not going to say no one, because there was ton builds then, but not, they were a lot fewer and far between. Yep. But, but what he was doing was cool. And, and I was like, well, mine's not tons, but mine's like, I'm, I'm doing something different and you know, people back then, back then, Oh six through, you know, Oh eight around that area era. Um, and, and let me, let me take this back. I wasn't posting about my Jeep and probably like until like, I didn't really start building that one until like 2010 or 2012, somewhere in there. But even then low center of gravity was like some mythical magic that like, that's stupid. You can't. You just got to run. It, clear the. Tires. You got to run six and a half inches lift <laughs> yeah. to get any any flex, and and I was like, no, that's stupid because I've already thrown, you know, some cheap ass hockey bucks for bump stops up in the front of this thing, and put some Daystar upper bumps in it, and built some, you know, spring pad or pads in the back for um, bump stops, and like this worked. Like I. I you know, you just break out a measuring tape and make your 10 inch or 12 inch shock work and make sure it maxes out. And that's what, that's what I did. And even on short arms, like sucked, but like I was pretty much maxing out the shocks and, 
And that was cool because, you know, no one did that on, like, that was apparently impossible in three inches and 35 inch tires. <laughs> yeah. But. So to jump in there real quick, because I was on the forums around that time, um, it was just kind of something you did. Like, you wanted to document your stuff so other people could see what you were doing. And, you know, at that time, the Facebook scene wasn't a thing. So instead of posting a picture and getting, like, you know, a hundred comments in 10 hours, you would post it on the forum and you would get 15 um, thought out replies in yeah. two days. Yeah. And that was, yeah. and people would ask you questions about what you did. You know, that felt pretty cool. And like, you would explain to them or whatever. And then, you know, it's not like, like, yeah, it's not the, it's not the like system of today. Yeah. It's, crazy. um, it's, it's, you know, Facebook used, I, I had, I had an account on Facebook, I guess. I was a senior in high school. So like 2008, 2009 somewhere in there um i'm 31 so <laughs> i'm getting old um but oh, man <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just but, uh, <laughs> but like back then no one like i don't remember facebook groups like like club xj or um beat not baby like they weren't on facebook now what i do remember is um sam and a couple guys started uh, I hate it when I take the doors off my XJ, yeah. and I, I got roped into that. Sam asked me to help with that because I was posting some memes hmm. here and there, and and I got to help with that. With that, and at one time, like that thing was that was thriving really well at one time, <laughs> and like it was so cool. Like you could, I remember posting like some meme about my Jeep. I can't even remember. Like I made a couple different ones, but. Getting like fourteen thousand li- or fourteen hundred wow. likes, and I was like, "That is so badass!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Likes low. are stupid," and then you get like fourteen fourteen hundred likes on something. And I'm like, "Oh, that's that's kind of cool." Like, yeah, it's that. This is getting shared people. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but at the same time, like now, like today, it's so weird. Like today, I don't even. You, you see all the people doing posting their rigs on Instagram and getting into the famous and stuff like that. But I don't even care about that anymore. Like <laughs> I, I think my Instagram is set on like private now and I have like 800 followers and mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. I guess, I guess I miss that. You know, it, it, to me, it, it was way, way more fun to post my build thread and talk about it than it is to yeah. post some pictures of a Jeep. Well, that's, crawling that's over the rocks, thing. Like, is the, I thought it was way cooler. Yeah, back then. That's the thing is the I think the cool builds end up getting buried on yeah. Facebook and Instagram because all you end up seeing is the the ones that are shoved down your throat, which are yeah. you know visually appealing. But then when you usually when you look into them, and I'm not saying all of them are, but and there are a lot of really well built rigs that are uh, mm-hmm. insta famous, but there are also a yeah. lot that really aren't that well built and really there's nothing special about them they just have wheels and 40s yeah or wheel or wheel the other thing they'll take a picture of the like brand new build it's like okay well it's not a raisin like you don't you haven't i've I've been (laughs) building mine for six 
<laughs> years, and it it just doesn't. You can't have one that looks like that. It just doesn't happen and unless you replace every body panel, and you're incredibly anal about exactly. it. Exactly. And Mess just... uh, in a fitness or whatever on Instagram, his is super clean, but he doesn't wheel it. But I mean, exactly. still, it's still super clean. Yeah. No. I mean, and that's a different style of belt. That's a yeah. Uh, I don't know how I'd, where I'd even it's put just it. It's impressive in a it's, sense because everything is meticulous. Yeah. Everything he, is he's, perfect. He's got the clean uh, silver XJ in, yeah. <laughs> in Massachusetts. Dude, and, and yeah. Um, and there... Go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, I was just saying more in the sense of just like, it, it's impressive because it is it is a Cherokee but honestly, I bet it's probably the only one that you'd probably get 20k for, for just being a Cherokee. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that's... that nice of a Cherokee. Most of them aren't. Most of them are. I mean, you're thinking about these one-ton <laughs> swaps, and it's it's yeah, you have a clean body with one tons, and now anybody with a welder and hand tools can put a one ton under a Cherokee, and it's you know yeah. okay. But can you Which actually is... drive it? Can you do cool things with like I don't know? It's different now. Yeah, which is which is cool that there's there's that's what I love about like things now like the aftermarket support is so great that someone with hand tools and a welder can put one under yeah. that's awesome but and and I don't have any hate towards anyone that's like building a ton rig and they don't want to wheel it and keep it clean like that is cool yeah uh, they're like, incredibly if reliable you just want to street, street, I was surprised yeah, and and street drive it like that's cool but it's so funny to me like you see people that build super clean painted all panels, all this kind of stuff, like all the armors painted or whatever. And it's like flexing out. I'm like in the woods somewhere. And I'm like, bro, you live on the East coast. And <laughs> there's no, like if you wheel on the East coast at all, you know, that's not the case. Like Mm-mm. if you wheel hard, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be smashed up, scratched up. Like it's, I wouldn't even yeah. say wheeled hard because I don't. I wouldn't consider I wheel hard and my shitbox is beat up pretty good. <laughs> I mean, there's also I mean, a level of ain't care that I have. Like, yeah. I mean, I yeah. can vividly remember one time I was like locked in between a rock and a ledge in front of me, and I was like, "Can I back up?" And everybody's like, "No, there's a rock there." And I'm like, "I'm asking, can I back up?" They're like, "You're gonna blow your shit out." And I just put it in reverse, just like crunch. I'm like, "Well, guess what? I'm making it up the obstacle now." Like, and, I don't know, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider I wheel hard. No, you know, and this ties in really well though with the conversation we were having earlier. Like, I feel like four wheeling wouldn't be where it's at without the internet. But I also feel like the internet killed four wheeling. Um, yeah, I see that. It, it's a double edged sword because, yeah. like. It's sick that we have this aftermarket for it, but, you know, on the other hand, the people that were out there and doing the stupid shit back in 2012 are the reason that the sport grew. Like, you know, I've already said it, but you affecting me affected three other rigs here. And then that kind of spread and like more and more parks are either opening or closing. But I honestly feel like we have more places to wheel now than we've ever had before. For sure. But Um, there's one thing I do want to say to pretty much everything you just said, if if you don't mind. Um, um, 
that is like you said like it's it's a blessing and a curse at the same time and one thing and maybe this is the old man coming out in me but i like to drink beer at camp and you know stuff like that i still like to do all that kind of stuff and have fun but one thing that i that personally scares me with um social media is um and and this year's king of the hammers was a fine example um the and our club is um we are part of virginia four-wheel drive association which helps keep public lands open mm-hmm. um all the it, and i'm not like hating on beat not baby or anybody like that like i love like that's some of the funniest stuff ever like so the stuff that they post on the facebook page about getting drunk and like holding it to the revelator like i share that stuff yeah. with my friends all the time but at the end of the day like publicly showing people beating on rigs beer cans flopping out and stuff like that that's, that's how not a great lands, that's how look. it flows down and like yeah. like you was talking about um i guess bureau of land bureau of land management like i i don't know the whole i don't know the whole operation on how king of the hammers even operates with all that but those fights that went down this year over some drunk idiots like I'm sure y'all seen the video that oh, one yeah, guy, the that guy going like, backwards and then the other guys going the right direction. Yeah. Well, the, the, I seen the rig that fell like right on that guy's driver door. And I don't oh, know. How yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens like, every year, every year that happens. Yeah, it, and it does, but, but, and, and it's bad enough that it even happens, but yeah. then it's even worse when it's like publicly blown up. Like, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Well, no, when that's not good for the sport. At when all. that's the media that they show of four wheeling, it's it's a pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, and, it makes everyone look bad, and yeah. and I'm not like I said, like I get it. It's <laughs> you know the the memes that you share they share on like like beating Not baby and stuff. It's hilarious, and and of course you do it on you know you do you do that kind of stuff on private land, but when it comes to like yeah even parks though, really like. Like me and Luke was talking, I guess two days ago. I think it's Roush carries a big insurance policy. Like th- that's why they fight, you know, drinking in your rig and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's so many bad things that could happen. I mean, I've seen, I've personally, this was ten years ago. I've seen a guy. <laughs> I feel bad for that. I, I kind of feel bad, but I kind of don't. <laughs> we was at a park that is now shut down. And and it was a guy I knew personally, and uh, he was just slam hammer drunk, like just god awful drunk. And he was trying, he was in a buggy trying to climb this gigantic rock, like it was like a, the the rock itself was the obstacle. And and he was trying to climb up it, like it was like three times the size of his rig. And every time he would go up, he would spin, and the whole left side of his rig would just slam into the to the other side of the rock and like like he would drag it back down and then try it again and like if he'd have had his head in the right place when when it slammed like he could have basically popped his head like a grape between the rock the roll bar and the and the rock and jeez and i i went and like actually said something to the owner i'm like look i'm not trying to be like a snitch but this guy's gonna die if you all keep letting him wheel like <laughs> there's yeah. no y'all are gonna have to like literally kick him out because oh. i can't He's not going to stop if I go tell him to stop. So. See, 
that's the kind of mindset that I have is like, you know, if you want to have a few trail sodas, fucking go for it. It doesn't bother yeah. me any. But if you start trying to, if like it, unintentionally or intentionally, you start endangering my friends or yourself, I'm, I don't want to be around you at that point. Yeah, like, exactly. I do not need to see somebody's exactly. head explode from fucking bouncing off a rock. I don't need yeah. to see somebody run over because they were standing in the wrong spot, regardless if you were whiskey throttling or not. And and like I can respect going out and having a good time, but I'm kind of in the same boat. I'd rather go out have a great time, not worrying about somebody getting fucking alcohol poisoning while they still have their tra- their rig yeah. four hours out into the woods. Yeah, once yeah. Well, that was um at Harlan, right? Like I was riding passenger and I got blitzed, but I was riding passenger. Yeah, the guy that yeah. was driving had probably two or three beers throughout that whole night until we got back to camp. Didn't stop him from rolling his rig when I convinced him that it was a good idea to hit it in double low, but he was more <laughs> or less sober when that happened. Mm-hmm. I was the drunk idiot there. <laughs> Yeah, and so, uh, the the three of us are on the same page as you. Wait, four. Wait, how many of us? New, are Eng- there? New England has got a <laughs> is pretty strict about the no drinking. Um, yeah. So it's it's just ingrained in us. It's always been our, uh, you know, motive. I mean, hell, night wheeling really isn't even a thing here. You know, Harlan yeah. was kind of a culture shock for us. We were like, oh shit, people just have coolers full of beer, and <laughs> you can just go out whatever yeah. the fuck you want. It's a, uh, it's, it's wild. Um, um, some trails, some systems, which I like. You said New England, but like, um, I know, like, I'm pretty sure Tennessee, um, Winrock, don't they do a cooler check before you even go in? I mm-hmm. They do, and. You can and still West Virginia, it, uh, from what I understand. Oh, I'm but, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I know the Hatfield McCoy system. I mean, they ride the trails. Actually, like they don't care what you do on the trails, as long as you're not drinking. Like they're they actually have like the sheriff's department. I think they run side by sides, and mm. and they're super cool. I would like stop and talk to you. But I mean, if you had some beers up in your, I mean, I guess technic technically you could probably get a DUI. Wow. I mean, but, you know, they're, I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, you shouldn't climb that. They're not going to, you know, you're on yeah, the trail system. They don't care. Yeah, just there to make sure care. people are safe and yeah, wrong with exactly. that. Not there's, there's, yeah. there's nothing worse yeah. than somebody getting squished or run over in the middle of a trip that's yeah, supposed dude, to be fun, right? Like, there's somebody that's, you know, hammered drunk. So. Yeah. Yeah, but no, nah, that's just like the one bad side I see. To, that's a good, that's a good point because I think that gets overblown on on social yeah. media is that's yeah. like and it, that's the cool thing to do and i don't think that's majority of the people even people posting that shit so i don't think that's the case i think that's just the persona that is cool on social media that everybody just sort of throws up and uh yeah. you know oh yeah look at me i'm cool i can get the absolutely only, hammered and wheel my rig the only other thing that i have to say that is i know i'm uh, I'm not a victim or I'm maybe I'm a perpetrator of it, but you throw a camera on me and I start at, I push the limits of my rig a lot. Further. Oh, <laughs> I would too. I have. Um, and it's because it's really funny to see when the JK club is posting pictures of your XJ flying through the air at Roush. <laughs> 
on an <laughs> obstacle that the they all got denied on. Uh, you it's got denied like, on yeah. it too. Don't even start. You didn't make I got it up. denied, but damn, <laughs> I put on a show. I have a really it was awesome style at least, yeah. I have a really awesome story about that actually. I I, I do myself like to put on a show at times and uh I used to the local Jeep dealership here used to put on a on a what on a um like a Jeep it was like it was kinda like um a really super scaled down version of like Albridge Jeep show, but super way smaller. And uh they would have in the fairgrounds they would have like um an obstacle course where everyone could come out and run or whatever and like they like our club used to help with it some they used to help build it for a good while and then then we got out of it and uh they kept doing it for a while after that but um they would build like a big rock section a small rock section and like and then there would be like a mud pit which some people did or whatever well i would always kind of make a show out of it and do like just completely show off, do everything I could run all the hard stuff and make it try to act like it was easy, all kinds of stuff. And like, I remember I had two buddies in my rig one time and I told you how I, my stickies were, well, actually this was pre stickies. I, I slayed a hub that weekend and like 15 minutes into getting there. And I was like, this is so stupid. And two of my buddies were around. I'm like, I can't do anything fun now. Like I've done, like, because you know how it is. You go three-wheel drive, and it's like a rock crawler oh, falls yeah, on the just not the same. You, you can't. You're, you're, you're basically just done. You're dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would never, ever go play in mud for the most part. But I was like, I can't do anything now. So I, like, throw the XJ into the, the mud pit at, like, I don't know. I just went straight for it, and it died. It fell on its face in the mud pit. And I straight held the held it wide open to the rev limiter for literally like 60 seconds. And it's a wonder we didn't like blow up, but there's a fuel line. I guess it's, there's a plastic fuel line on newer XJs that comes down. I think it was supposed to be on the inner fender down to like, I, I'm not, I can't really remember to be honest goes, with you, but I remember it being the fuel, there. The fuel line runs on an XJ from the fuel rail, obviously down the, sort of the inner There's frame time. rail the whole way down yes yeah. well mine had popped loose and was really close to the header and oh. like it the jeep was already overheating at that point and it was like i remember the watching the temp gauge max out and i was like i don't care i hope it does blow up <laughs> and it just shut off and i was like oh shit maybe i really did just blow it up like it just straight up shut off come to find out like it it melted that plastic fuel line. It was so close to the header. <laughs> oh my god! It, like, it's, it's a wonder like it didn't like fuel hit it and it like explode and kill us all. But <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, Luke's got a similar story, but it was a clutch line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he melted his fucking clutch line, his plastic clutch line. We don't know how. Was it really that close to the header? I guess it is. It runs sort of. No, it runs. It wasn't even that bad. No. Uh, and it had been in there for three years. I think it just fatigued, and then it was at Roush. It got dunked, and then it got thrown on the trailer, and then it got pulled out for Harlan, and, you know, not a second thought about it, really. Like, I keep forgetting you really haven't wheeled in, like, how long has it been? I mean, Harlan sort of counts. I'm just trying to think. Our Roush trip was... 
No, it was two rush trips ago. You haven't wheeled yeah, it was in two 2020. years. You haven't like actually wheeled in two years. That's pretty sad. But what's like? I've listened to some of the podcasts here and there. Um, what what's the real thing holding you up, Luke, from wheeling? Motivation. Honestly? No, not even motivation. Um, it was rebuilding the rig, and then I moved. And then financially recovering from the move. I got it. Like, yeah, I understand. Um, you know, like... I mean, you only moved, what? A thousand miles. A thousand no miles. Big <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. I um, think another thing, too, is is the fact that you didn't have any immediate friends pushing you to come wheel. And I think that might have also, like, a, like gave you a, a excuse to not like to put the money to, to your savings again instead of to your Jeep. Cause I'm sure if like, let's say you lived in Tennessee and you moved up here and we're like, Hey, we're going wheeling this weekend. Hey, we're going wheeling this weekend. You'd be like, nah, I could toss the 300 bucks at this and fix this right now or put it in savings. And I'm not going to touch it five months. Well, Fuck I it, I'll also, make another 300 bucks. You know, <laughs> I went from having a shop to dealing mm-hmm. with the weather too. Like that's huge. One yeah. thing that, you know, I wasn't anticipating in Tennessee is, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, but all winter is rain. My entire yard was like a, it was flooded all winter. So I'm not going to go lay on my back and work on the rake in the winter. This is what my yard's for. flooded. He just thought it was going to be 71 degrees and sunny out the whole time. Yeah, yeah I can I couldn't even imagine working without a garage, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, my garage is not spectacular, but it's a two-car garage that I've pretty much claimed as mine, like, separate from my house. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we have perfectly nice vehicles sitting outside, and then I have this pile of shit 93 (laughs) XJ, or YJ, and about to start another piece of shit YJ build inside, but, you know. Yeah. They sit inside all the time, but all the nice ones. Well, the nice ones need to get a little less nice so they can sit outside. That's how it goes. (laughs) You know, it's. My truck won't even fit in the garage. (laughs) Yeah. And like, um, for the first three months that I was down here, four months that I was down here, my rig was with Graham. So I, we moved eight months ago. So for almost half of the time that we've been here, I haven't had the rig and I've just been slowly plotting through troubleshooting it with the goal of, I've got a couple of major trips and networking. So I'm going to get the rig running again for those. Um, and like finding people around me to go wheeling with because I'll be honest with you. I'm totally down to drive six hours. I am not totally down to drive six hours to wheel twice a month or three times a month. Um, It's finding the local people that you can go and make the hour and a half trip with that make it worth going on the trip. Yeah, you may be in in rough shape for that. I mean, I know you're in a pretty good area, from what I understand, with a bunch Uh, of parks, but... you're not in New England anymore. There's not a private park every hour away from you. You know, you say that, though, but Windrock's an hour and a half. I know. This is what I'm saying. Uh, You're not a great example. Anywhere else in Tennessee, you'd probably be in a different spot. You wouldn't always have that option. But But that's um, part of the reason I moved to this part of Tennessee is it just happened to fall in line with what I wanted. Yep. 
Um, and, you know, meeting up with the trail trash guys and the way that it just kind of like fell into place is going to be great. But right now they're not doing anything that much because Brad's rebuilding his rig. Um, Casey's rebuilding his rig. John's working on his rig. Um, you know, Eddie and Dwight are out there wheeling right now. But like, <sighs> this is going to sound bad, but... I don't know if I want to just drag the rig out uh, out of the blue to go and wheel with one person that I'm not that familiar with. Oh, I totally get that. Um, they're awesome guys, but like, if I know that Eddie, Dwight, and you know Pork Chop are going out, all right, you know it's a little bit more enticing for me to go for that trip. He's just trying to say that he really likes Pork Chop XJ. Uh, and Dwight. Don't forget Dwight. Man. We can't let him down because, you know. I don't know. You, our... you named Eddie and Dwight, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to only go if it's just Eddie and Dwight. But no, Brad if goes... it was Eddie or Dwight. Because there have been a couple of trips <laughs> oh, okay. where it's sort been of like. One. Yeah, Eddie's gone to like a place in Alabama that I've never heard of. I don't know if I want to try and, you know, race to get my rig together. Or if I want to go hiking with my friends here that are going hiking that weekend. I mean, that that does make all the difference. I mean, like, here, like I said, I'm part of of my local club here. And any given trip, you can guarantee there's going to be five to even ten people loading up, trailering together, and going down. Like, that's huge motivation right there. Yeah. And... And, you know, it's everybody that we know well. I mean, I, I I see your point. I mean. And, like, I'm amped for the meet and beat. I've been slowly, you know, I spent the summer playing, or not the summer, but the winter playing with guns because it was just, like, nasty out. And if you get one good day, it's good for a couple of hours, but the yard's still gross. Um, but like now, I've got all the parts I think I need to finish the XJ. I'm waiting for a nice weekend. Um, a friend of mine who moved down here with me asked if I could help him go and buy a Jeep so he could get into wheeling. So like we're taking my truck and we're going to go and look at a Jeep for him Saturday. So I'm going to have more people around and like... Um, you know, I've been finding my coworkers that, yeah, my brother-in-law's into wheeling a lot. I can put you in co- or in contact with him, and like, just slowly moving that up because, yeah, he's over at AOP every two weekends out of the month or a weekend every month. That makes it a lot more motivating yeah. than when you don't know anyone and you're absolutely new. Yeah. So, and you'll yeah. you'll find that. Yeah, the niche of people who actually are out all the time and are oh yeah, I mean doing you're in the speed that you want to do it, right? You're in the you're in the heart of the southeast more or less. Like you're gonna find people to wheel with. Like yeah, like yeah. Choco's two and a half hours. AOP's an hour. Windrock I mean, is an hour and a half. Harlan three hours. You can get on like rock colored classifieds, the East Coast one, in like half a. Half of the stuff people are buying or for sale is in East Tennessee or, yep. you know. 
Kentucky and stuff like that. So I'm also gonna be another thing is I've started to enjoy the bigger trips a little bit more. But you can't go making a huge trip, um, you know, four plus hours away, like I said, every other weekend. It just financially that's not a good path for me to go down. I mean, right now, financially, that's not really a good path for anyone to go down because <laughs> even like a lot of the diehard people in our club right now is like, man, fuel's five nine I mean, here diesel's five nineteen a gallon right now. So yep. um that that our Windrock trip just turned from my Dodge will get down there and back. Um well, went to Harlan and back on I think I had stopped for fuel in Tennessee. And then that was it. And then, so you might as well say filling up four times. I mean, that's, that's almost, mm, uh, what? Probably six, over $600. Jeez. I mean, sounds about right. It's insane. So, you know, like I'm planning on going to Pennsylvania, but right now with the cost of fuel for me to go to Pennsylvania, I'm talking about spending over 800 bucks in just gas. Yep. And it's a cool thing for me to do, but I got to plan that in advance before I just go dropping 800, not counting food, not counting the event. Exactly. It's it's definitely something to think about now. you, You get a brand new credit card. I'll load that baby up. There you go. <laughs> on that note, get off on your old. Yeah. On that note, anyone got anything else? No. Um, I mean, he said he doesn't use social media, so we don't really no. got to ask him that question. You can find him on the forum. I do use. No, I do. I do use it. I still have a. I still got like Instagram and. Like All that, right, so I, if people who are cool are interested in following you and your build, where can they find you? IBGBin95. All righty, and thank you guys very much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. If you can, go follow us on Facebook. Go follow us on Instagram. We post stuff weekly. We're trying to post a little bit more on Instagram, and especially with wheeling season coming up, you get to see some cool you know, trip pictures and videos and all sorts of stuff like uh, that, yeah, maybe a little bit of – Update photos oh, and yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, we get he crazy. He's getting crazy here. You don't even. Oh. Is your rig even ready to wheel? Fuck no! I yeah. still got a seized pulley. It squeals like a yeah, son exactly. of a bitch. Doesn't turn you like need the credit card anything. too. And on that I note, need two credit cards. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, get get that new credit card. Get your rig ready for the season. And uh, check out the forums. They got a lot of yeah, cool. Yeah. And check out the forums. Make a build thread. Yeah.